I hoovered up a bit of the schneef in my day. You ever hoovered barnyard schneef? <laughs> I've hoovered behind the manure pile schneef. You ever hoovered schneef off a sleeping cow's spine? I've hoovered schneef off of an awake cow's teat. You ever hoovered library schneef? I've hoovered schneef off of the cover of Gordon Corman's This Can't Be Happening at McDonald Hall. You ever hoovered Sunday school schneef? I've hoovered schneef off the collection plate in the rectory. Do you know what dick dingers are? Yeah. Are you getting yourself ready for our show? guys here we are the first western mass snow of the season is on the ground for this week's jigs and bigs i'm still out there catching fish in the cold and sean has started planning 2023's adventures with a new method of course we got to talk about some liver king and while this is while he isn't this week's ftg an industrious inventor gets the nod for just the tip sean talks about drawing parallels in fishing against other sports and bait of the week we got an oldie, but a goodie. <laughs> an oldie, but a goodie for you guys. It's the Jitterbug. You're not going to want to miss it. We got uh, this week's interview. We've got Becca during our recent truck camping adventure. Finally, we wrap up the whole week with some trivia roll reversal. And no, it's not anything kinky. Uh, Sean is going to do a little bit of grilling on me about some Christmas trivia. That's coming up at the end of the end of the show. Uh, we've got the countdown to Christmas happening, guys. Pour yourself a little bit of eggnog and get ready to hate the uh, well, hate being around your your relatives. Really, Jigs and Bigs is live here for you. Go ahead, get yourself something to enjoy. We'll be back with much more show right after this. You know, it's funny. We just just started uh, to hit record and start going and reviewing the intro and stuff. And we said, "Hey, there's nobody in here uh, on the uh, it doing our, our stuff here uh, as far as jig heads go." And who do you who do you know who pops in here? We got Rob Drummond just pops in to say hi. Rob, how you doing? Uh, beef and Schneef in the house. Schneef, huh? Schneef. Why am I Schneef? I don't know. I don't know why you're Schneef. I'm gonna roll with it though. Schneef and Queef. Whatever. All right. Fantastic. All right. Uh, man, uh, it's been it's been a, a crazy week, man. We had uh, some ups and downs for weather. Sean wasn't kidding. He put that intro together. We got well, we probably have about four and a half inches right now. Um, yep. It's it's that's pretty good. And it's been slow and steady all day long. But this is like the first real accumulating snow that we've had for 2022 uh, as far as, you know, after the summer. Um, so, I mean, it's going to happen, guys. It's uh, it's kind of a white Christmas. We are edging closer and closer 
closer to the uh, the the kickoff of the actual holiday season of uh, for Christmas. I mean, we're we're recording this on December the 11th. I uh, just this weekend had a little get together with some family. Where my my cousin Nikki does this thing. Uh, she sets it up every year. She is like the Christmas spirit for that group of cousins. And uh, she goes and, um, well, she organizes this thing she calls Cousins Christmas. And we've been doing this now for a number of years. Usually it's just a group of us will go out and have dinner at some kind of a, a, a new restaurant. We like to kind of shuffle it up here and there. We'll all go we'll have a big dinner and some drinks. And then we'll end up usually out, you know, at uh, some local watering hole and, you know, f- finish the party over there. But we've been doing like a Yankee swap. One year we did Secret Santa and it was, it was pretty cool. So we were kind of messing around with some of that stuff. We had ourselves one hell of a time. I got to tell you guys about the food um, because I'm a fat shit, and that's what I do. I talk about food. So we, this year we got together at the Student Prince, the Fort in Springfield, uh, which is an awesome restaurant, especially if you like uh, German fare. A lot of great options there. So we had gotten together, and it was a small group this year because we had a lot of people who were out of town. They had other stuff going on for the date. It didn't work out. My sister couldn't even be there. She had to work, uh, which which kind of definitely sucked. We, we missed a lot of folks that weren't there. But there were eight of us in total. We had four couples. We all got together, and uh, we did this little Yankee swap, and it was a blast. The the, the, the food was out of this world. The fort delivers all the time. But the one thing I want to bring up is this. My cousin Ryan. My cousin Ryan is just a great dude. But he, he ordered. Now, I have a laundry list of favorite dishes over at the fort. But one of them is a braised veal shank. And it comes, they they cut the shank in half. So you basically have this giant bone, full of bone marrow in the middle. And uh, so he orders the veal shank and he's like, yeah, he's like, I'm not going to eat this marrow. He's like, anybody want to take this bone home? And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and let my cousin slip me his bone at cousin's Christmas. Like, what do you think this is? What, what the fuck do you think this is? But uh, no, I did. I brought it home, and this morning I popped it in the oven uh, for about 20 minutes or so, took it out, scraped all the bone marrow off, and I made home fries with that bone marrow. Oh, my God, Sean. Holy shit. The next time we camp, like, I'm just going to re-season my cast iron with all this stuff because it is wonderful, absolutely delicious. So, uh, you know, we, we ate and we did our, our little... Um, our, our Yankee Swap. And for those of you that aren't familiar with the Yankee Swap, basically everybody will pick numbers, shows up with the gifts, uh, and uh, you basically go along these lines. And li- like I pick number one, arguably the best number to choose in a Yankee Swap because not only do I choose the first gift, but I also get to swap last. I'm the one that's like, nope, that's what I want. And I know what I'm taking. I'm I, I, Nobody can take from me. There were some amazing gifts that were in this. There was also some stuff that was like, you know, like Holly and I, we, we showed up with uh, a basket of these two Yeti um, uh, wine tumblers, 10-ounce wine tumblers. Really, really nice. You know, keep your your, your wine cold and, and, and all that stuff and not breakable. It's always great. Great for outdoors. And, uh, and a bottle of Mineral Hill. Uh, it was a bottle of red from Mineral Hill. I forget which one. And, you know, that was one of them. The other one we had uh, was, uh, we'll just call it, we'll just say it's, it was an appliance. That's what we had. It was an appliance. A little domestic, right? Uh, We put this together. 
And we go and we we do the Yankee swap and everything. There was a crock pot that was in the mix. There was another gift bag with uh, a bottle of uh, Angel's Envy, which is a bourbon that I really enjoy. And what I thought was even cooler was a steel and leather wrapped uh, flask set with a bottle opener and uh, steel shot glasses. I'm like that would be good for the camping box as well. You know, throw that sucker in there. Could be uh, that could come in real handy. And uh, ultimately, this is what i think is amazing there was a bag that had a bunch of like not fishing gear like tackle but fishing adjacent accessories so now i want to go through and show you guys because ultimately i was like yeah you know what i'm taking home 100 percent, you know what i'm taking home there is a fishing t-shirt in here tgif thank god goodness i'm fishing um this is a, a size large it's never gonna fit your boy but it will for some kind of comedic thing that's for sure um so so there's that in play uh, what do we have? What is this here? This I think this is a, a scarf, actually. Yeah, it is. It's an accessory. It's a scarf. Uh, it's a nice, like, herringbone-style scarf, so it's kind of odd, you know, for fishing. But, you know, I mean, I like being warm. That's for sure. So we got that. Uh, and then this I thought was very interesting, Sean. You'll get a kick out of this. Fish socks. Not the same brand that okay. that you've got, but fishing socks. With, yeah, I'm like, okay, I, hey, I have feet and I enjoy fishing. It's a perfect, it's a match. What else do we have in here? Oh, we have uh, these uh, uh, these patches that are these little like Velcro tactical largemouth patches. Nice. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Put one of those in my bag already, and and I have another one that's got another uh, another spot that I can throw those on. And they then get the Velcro on the back of them. Yeah, yep, they do. Nice. And then. I don't know what these are all about. These are MC Plinky, it looks like. MC Pinky is the name of the company. But uh, I'm sure this sounds awesome, by the way. Um, <laughs> hey, why don't, well, give me a second. Let's go quiet and I'll fart, too. We'll just add some. That's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> I, I don't know if these are. are these, these, these look like they might be cloth, but they're a little like shad. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> So uh, I don't know if these might adorn our booth. That's kind of what I was thinking. At like some of the shows, we might leave some of these hanging off, like you know, the booth on either side, because that was one of the other things this week. We got our our supplies for for doing our booth, but this is like this is this is what it's all about. See that little 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 fish? Yeah, it's a bottle opener, man. Bottle opener, yep. Awesome. Nice. I'm like that is great. I'm like, yeah, that's that is fantastic. So, I uh I was not uh, upset with that at all. In fact, everybody thought I was going to go for the uh the Angel's Envy. And uh, I mean, to tell you the truth, like my liquor cabinet has way more booze than I'm ever actually going to drink in it. I am not that big of a drinker anymore these days. You know? Mm-hmm. Rob comments. He goes, I have feet and I enjoy fishing. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So that's why I'm leading with this is because, number one, Nikki, you did an awesome job this year with Cousins Christmas. Fantastic. Uh, I got to fill in my family all about, you know, jigs and bigs and what we're doing over here. A lot of them were like, I keep seeing this pop up all over Facebook. What the hell is it? And I'm like, yeah, that's it's your favorite cousin's podcast. It, you should be listening. You should 100% be listening. Talked about all the adventures that we had been having. They're like, we didn't realize you were so into the outdoors. And I'm like, call a bitch. 
<laughs> you know, but it was pretty. It was pretty funny, actually. Come to find out, Nikki is, knows your sister, Sean. Um, yep. And I, and I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I said. I said, uh, you know, Sean and I go way back, though. Like, we worked together at Bernie's. And they were like, holy shit, really? I was like, oh, yeah. I'm like, our show goes, a, a, like, there's 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 a lot of history. It's it's very, very good. They're like, well, we'll give it a, give it a listen. So we'll see. But we had, we had such a good time. In fact, uh, we started talking truck camping and stuff. And now there's talk that in July, there's a weekend we blocked off. It's already on my calendar. There's a weekend in July where instead of doing a cousin's Christmas, we're going to do Christmas in July over at my cousin Ryan's place. He's got a couple of acres, and he's like, yeah, he's like, well, I'll just camp out. He's like, we got the pool. It'll be great. You know, everybody will get together. We'll cook. We'll do this and that. It'll be a whole lot of fun, and I'm I'm here for it. I absolutely love it. I'm totally, totally nice. down. Uh, I had uh, I got out on the water, too, man, and did did some fishing, too, out on the water. I did a bank send. Um, one day I had gone out, and I, I think it was actually the day of the full moon, not intentionally, but it just happened to be the way it worked out. I had a bunch of running around and things I had to do, uh, wanted to put some time in for um, some work stuff as far as getting ahead of the, the curve of a few things. So I was working Monday, Tuesday, pretty busy, but then Wednesday I went out and I, I managed to, uh, I was throwing around... What was I throwing? I think I was throwing around a, a finesse swim bait, and I got a nice thump on it. I was like, okay, cool. So we'll we'll kind of follow this pattern and see how it goes. Just crawling along the bottom, I caught a 14-inch uh, chain pickerel. Could not get anything else to bite. In fact, this was a day where it was really warm. It was probably almost 60, and it was raining. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm like, this is just this is a bit much. I think we're going to call it. And then the next day... I had a bunch of running around to do, and I had a project I needed to, to work on at the house, but I decided that I would head out to um, my, uh, my, my little honey hole there, and I would see if they were biting at all because I had this window of opportunity where I don't really have any errands to run in the afternoon, so it worked out real nice. And I went, and I, I think I got on four all day, three largemouth and another pickerel. That pickerel was a little bit shorter than that, that 14 the day before, but uh, the bass were pretty good. I got two dinks, uh, probably like eight, eight and a half, nine inches. And then uh, the other one went 13 and three quarters, which is kind of nice. Um, and all of them bit on the same uh, different color this this other day but all of them bit on the same presentation it was just like dragging that uh that that paddle tail swim bait finesse swim bait as slowly as i could and they were voracious when they were biting i was like very very excited to see that um i am not going to complain though to, to get on any any largemouth this late in the season and that water was so cold like i know the air temps yeah, were up there but the water is fucking cold this has been your best year in cold water, huh? You've done really well. Early this year, not so much, but this year, like in the fall, yeah, I've done, I've done okay. I've, I've, I've done much better. It was kind of nice because last year, uh, about about this time last year, I was doing in the same boat. I was like, and I was feeling really confident going into the into the spring, and I had, man, I went, I went, I think. I'll bet you I went two or three straight skunk weeks before I got on any fish earlier on in this year. But I think that was, was just 2022 or 2021 where we got out early, went out to the Cape and you got on those pickerel. That was 2021. Uh, so that what? year, that year was freaking nuts because the it was the earliest fish of the year. It was in mid to late February. And then the latest fish of the year in 21 was New Year's Eve. 
Oh, that's right. I yeah, caught a, I caught a yellow perch on New Year's Eve. I was like, holy shit. I was like, okay, this is a pretty good feeling, you know? Um, I definitely, you know, I am going to be putting some uh, effort into gearing up to do some uh, some uh, trout fishing, uh, getting out and doing. I mean, I, I'm kind of honestly, I'm, I'm kind of leaning toward picking up a, a decent set of either waist waders or or probably just a, a decent set of chest waders uh, so I can go out and do some shit. Uh, Rob jump jumps in here and he says, yeah, largemouth don't stop eating when it gets cold. They're not bears. They don't hibernate. No, that's you're absolutely right. They, they, they don't. But uh, they're just eating so much less and they're less active because it's cold um i want to jump in with with rob's first comment of the night right yeah oh goodness so you wanted to jump on let's let's repeat this beef and schneef in the house right and yep. i was like where have i heard the word schneef before bobby do you know what do, do you, does that word seem familiar to you schneef no it doesn't you ever watch letter kenny not with any regularity but great terrific program terrific yeah. program. so if i were to use the phrase Hoovering some schneef. <laughs> would that make a little more sense? <laughs> it would make some sense right there. Hoovering yeah. some schneef. <laughs> so, uh, Rob, uh-huh. thanks for triggering that. I appreciate that. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Oh, you did it. You're going to start some shit. You're going to pay for it, guy. Hoovering um, some schneef. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. It was just, it was a, a, a fucking great little week, man. I had, you know... It was it was really really nice. Had Friday off. Um, did a little bit of uh, skulking around the Pioneer Valley with my family to uh, see if we could track down some horrific, uh, you know, Christmas light displays. Um, Time to judge. You know, it's that time of year. But I gotta tell you, like, I think we. So we went to Chicopee. We went. <laughs> we we went for some Chicopee shit. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, one of the areas that we were in was that little neighborhood. It's like kind of near the boat launch on the Chicopee River down oh in that gosh. area. So we're just like, okay, cool. Well, you know what's funny? I was like, hey, let's go by the old station and we'll see if they did anything nice. Nope. <laughs> if they did, if they did, if they did. They forgot to plug them shits in because there was nothing going on when we went by. I was like, all right, okay, okay, cool. Way to have the, the Christmas spirit. So <laughs> we fucking go to this little neighborhood over here, and we actually found a display that we did a double take to. Like, we stopped and pulled, and we're like, whoa. And then we pulled up again, and we were like, whoa. You know those plastic Christmas tree displays? It's like usually like a, a plastic or like a, like a PVC post in the middle and then you'll have like a coil of plastic ribbon that's hung yeah. with like monofilament you know really and it just kind of dangles like that well there was this one that had very intricate cuts and lights that ran all over the place and they did this fluid light transition of color that looked amazing i'm like if could could you imagine watching this on acid like <laughs> After my, Hoover and some schneef. After, after Hoover and a little schneef, my kids are in the back like, yeah, man, yeah. And <laughs> we're just like, uh, we're like my, both my wife and I were like, we got, we got to see if we can find one of those. Because we're weird. Like we have on our porch, we have like holiday lights that are up. They're called app lights. So like going with whatever that next holiday is. Like if you go by our house in March, they're fucking all bright green. You know? So I got to I gotta ask about your judging technique. Fire away. All right. So do you guys look 
how is the judging going? Like, if you look at just like a half-ass effort, like my house, I wrap two bushes and lights, and then we, we yep. have an extra set of lights that I put on the railing, and that's it. Like, I literally don't try. Is that looked at higher or lower than someone who tries way too hard and fucks up? So I, I th- would say ways that you can lose points with us are... Like, you know, when you got that one tree in your yard and you're like, yeah, let's throw some Christmas lights on there. And if it looks like you just threw them when it's dark, it looks like a strand of DNA. Negative points. (laughs) That's going to cost you points. When you're when you're doing a tree or shrubbery or anything and you're using the right shit. And it's it's very difficult to do this with string lights. It's much easier if you have a net. You know, like, you know how you get the okay. netting and it's, it's all lit up yes. and you just wrap it and it looks nice and clean. That looks awesome. Um, I, I say this. Well, I, do the, I do this spiral with one string. You know what I mean? It, yeah, that's string. the thing. And, and that's the thing. If you see that, like, and you can tell there's little imperfections in it. You know, where we also went up was like up on bridal path. There okay. were some, some some nice little displays up there. There were some that were a little. What what my one of the things for, for my wife that is probably, I would say like. I would say probably one of the biggest pet peeves for her is when you have different color white bulbs. So if you've got that soft, like almost like a goldy kind of white, like kind of the traditional white light bulb that's like soft and it's not super harsh. And then you've got like that, oh, I'm in the ER. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Where it's just super cold and harsh, the LED before they started like really kind of tweaking LEDs to make them a little bit more gentle. Like that, when you have those two cross back and forth, oh my God, that is a good way to get a real low score. I saw something new yep. this year, and I need your opinion on it because I'm, I don't know if you've come across them yet. Have you seen the like one foot individual battery powered lights that you hang individually off trees? Have you seen that? So it looks like a Christmas tree bulb, but they're fucking They're huge. Big. Yeah. And it's got a clothes hanger, and you hang it up there, and it's got a, I'm guessing, a. Either either you put batteries in it or it's got like a solar know, panel or something. Or something in the, yep. Yeah. Have you, what do you think of those? I, I like those. I've also seen them like where they're on a post and you'll see people put them alongside like a walkway. Those are cool too. You know what I'm a sucker for? Mm-hmm. The old school plastic uh, characters. Like the old school ones, like where they're a little faded, they're a little bit funky. Some of them are lit up, you know. Some sometimes they're not, and they look even creepier. In fact, uh, <laughs> Chickabee Chet used to have one where if you ever used the bathroom in Chickabee Chet's house, uh, he would leave one at the door when you walked out to open the door. There would just be a little Santa Claus there. <laughs> Chickabee Chet is a weird motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> That's just what it is. So I'm a sucker for those. We saw some like the old school snowman one with like the the green earmuffs and the top hat and stuff. Those always look cool. Um, inflatables are are always fun. Some people go a little overboard. There is a uh, there's a house in it's in East Hampton. And the best thing you can do to take a good solid day is go grab yourself a nice cup of coffee in East Hampton and then go park on this street. It's right off of Route 10. Uh, And you you just park there as the sun is going down. 
And I don't know if there's a timer or a solar switch or what there is, but something triggers and all of these inflatables blow up. And it is, when I say an armada of inflatables, it is an armada. There's probably a good acre and a half of open land over on this guy's property. And out of nowhere, they're just like, and it used to be like every holiday. There would be Easter. He would do like all kinds of stuff. And some of these are just absolutely intense. I'm glad you brought up the inflatables because the two houses that I've seen that I've judged negatively just yeah. because I'm driving by houses and I don't give a shit. I yeah. don't. It's put up whatever Christmas stuff you want. What gets me is way too much obnoxious stuff. So I saw two displays. One of them was in Feeding Hills. That one is a way over the top scene from space display of lights. Yep. But they also have their entire yard, not pockmarked, but full of inflatables oh yeah so much so that you can't see the house the house itself yeah but you also can't see the inflatables because there's so many lights on the house they cast a shadow and you can't see the front oh, of the inflatables. oh yeah so that makes trouble it's just a mess right <clears throat> so that one that one's in feeding hills like I'll, I'll give you that road you can let me I'll know check it out on that uh tim o'keefe had suggested a house in enfield connecticut and yeah. uh, somebody that he know that and he never got me the address in time to go i am planning because apparently this one is way way over <clears throat> oh yeah same um, thing uh, too many inflatables i don't know if it's too many i'd have to see it but i i have heard that the the homeowner is like super into this like looks forward to it every year. In fact, I think they have like their uh, cover photo for Facebook is last year's holiday display, <laughs> and it was like that all year long. Well, I'll I'll try to figure out where this other one was. Yeah, this other one was thematic, so I'll give them points on that. The problem was for me, it was nothing was in scale. Yeah, and it was every Star Wars Christmas inflatable they could find. <sighs> Yeah. So right next to a 10-foot-tall inflatable AT-AT was a 40-foot-tall inflatable stormtrooper with a Santa Claus hat on. I'm like, I see what you're trying to do. Yeah. But too did, much. Did you notice this year that, like, for, for Halloween decorations, like, the giant, like, 35, 40-foot skeleton was, like, huge to have? Yeah. And I, these yeah. weren't inflatables. These were, like, plastic. No. Yeah, I know one house that has one that I drive by regularly, and it's still it's still up right now. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing for Christmas. It's just it's got to be so much of a pain in the ass to get up and down. That they they were like, just don't want to take it, it off. Yeah. So they're the house of. I mean, they might be the most metal fucking people we know. We don't it know. Could be. They were just like, oh, oh, this is available. No, this is our life now. This is what we do. <laughs> so this is a call to action to to the listeners. If if you have a street. And you want me to go and judge that? Shoot a DM over to Jigs and Bigs. I am 100% into doing this. I mean, hell, maybe what we'll do one of these days, Sean, is you and I will go for a ride. And we'll go and pick out some shit and go like, okay, so this is ridiculous and this is not. I don't like to. I, I'm i always torn. Like, I leave. I'm like, oh, I got a good charge on my phone. Maybe I'll take some pictures or I'll record some video and you know, to give away the the. Uh, the, the specific goods. neighborhood or blow up anybody's spot. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you got to keep in mind, I, like I said, I am a degenerate when it comes to this. Uh, well, I grew up in a house, though, where my folks, the decorating of our house was very traditional New England. Uh, you remember those those electric candles that had the clear yep. white bulb? So our the front of our house had candles. I can remember any time we went anywhere, as soon as it got dark, my mom would yell, plug in your fucking candles. <laughs> 
Yep, plugging the kid. I I actually had a, a an emergency room trip when I was like two years old because of those. Because apparently, oh really, I sucked one of the bulbs down. Yeah, that's no fun. That's no it good. Explain a lot. Yep, <laughs> yep. Um, how? What do you feel about the projectors? Projectors seem to be really big. Uh if they're subtle and car, you know what I mean. I don't like the over-the-top ones. Some subtlety, snowflakes. I like the. I saw a snowflake one the other day. That was oh nice. yeah. The- um, there is a guy who's in South Hadley who goes big with his Christmas display every year, and he has a projector set up where he sh- he shaped it so that the projector is like one of the window panes, and like mm-hmm. Santa Claus comes over and looks every once in a while, like he's casing the joint. It's just freaking crazy. <laughs> I have to get slightly political here. I don't mean to. Okay. I don't. I don't care. This guy has the right to put up anything he wants in his yard, whether it's. I know. I think I know where right, you're going here. Right wing or left? No, you do not. I didn't tell you about this. This is All pretty right. funny. Um. So, across the street, my parents. My parents moved recently, and they're in a. Um, they're in a. And I'm not going to say it's not an old age home. It's 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 an area set aside for. Um, like 55 plus. Yeah, it's yeah. a 55 plus community, right? Yep. So right across the street is a super diehard Trump guy. All right. He has every Trump. I, I'm pretty sure he's collected every Trump banner that was available for sale over the past, fuck what, since 2016, right? It's just his aesthetic. Yeah. He's, he's a Trump guy. He does his thing. It's harmless. Does his thing. He's not out there shooting anybody as far as I know. So I'm just used to seeing all those signs up at his house. No big deal. I park at my parents' house, do my thing. We leave, right? Well, went over there last week. And there's Christmas decorations up. And I'm like, the hell? And then you look at the window, one of his front windows. And <laughs> there's, a, there's a little stick on, like, life-size Trump, like, peeking through the windows, like a disembodied Trump. So I think, <laughs> I, I think his That's wife awesome. said, take the Trump stuff down for Christmas. We got to put Christmas decorations up. And he was like, I have to have something dear. And there's little disembodied Trump poking out the window. And I said to my parents, I go, all right, now I'm a little creeped out. <laughs> it is a little <laughs> bit creepy. That's kind of amazing. It's kind of amazing. Oh my yeah. goodness. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty funny. It's just, it's, it's, it's wild. Like I'll be perfectly honest. We just set up our Christmas tree today. Oh, really? Yeah, we just set it up today. We're like, well, so, you know, every year I mention that, like, we do a big, like, purge from the house. Like, we just go, we get a dumpster, we clear it all out. Like, stuff that's got to go has just got to go if we haven't used it in a while or it's, you know, whatever. We can, shit that we can't donate, stuff like that. So we, we just clean out the house, usually in the spring or summer, and, uh, and then haul it all away. Well, this year we decided we're like, we're going to get a real tree. We're going to get a real tree this year. I, correction, scratch that from the record. Uh, my wife decided, nope, this is the year we're going to get a real tree. I want to do a real tree. We're going to get a real tree. I was like, okay, cool. So we threw out the Christmas tree. Shoop, bye. Hmm. Um, still have all the decorations and everything for it, you know, obviously, but the, the tree is gone. And it came to be like Thanksgiving. And I was like, hey, we hadn't really talked about a real tree yet. What do you think? Because now I'm starting to get nervous. I'm like, are, is anything going to be available? You know? Like, are we going to be able to go and get something, you know, that that's available? And Holly's looking at it, looking at it, looking at it. She's like, you know what? She goes, I kind of hate to do it. And I'm like, thank God. 
because I grew up with real trees, you know. Um, and yeah. nowadays they have so many different stands and stuff. Uh, when I was younger, I can remember that old red and green stand with the 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 circle bolts. Yeah, exactly. And you know, in principle, it was awesome. But man, it was it was tough to set up, and it was it led to uh, a lot of educating the children on curse words and uh, potentially damaging shit in your house. So. Holly's looking at it and she's like, you know, I just, I feel like we'd have to spend so much money on a stand. And what if we don't do another one after this year that we just wasted that money on this stand? We have to buy a new artificial anyway. So she's like, I think we're going to get an artificial. Last week, I get a text from her. Hey, I ordered an artificial tree. I told her, I was like, I'd like to actually pick one out that's pre-lit and is in decent shape, you know, and, and, and can stand up to maybe getting 10 to 15, 20 maybe years out of it, you know, something that we can have and be set up and just be good instead of like, oh, yeah, this is a bargain. She went out and bought a $20 pre-lit four-foot Christmas tree for this year. It's mm. turquoise foil. It like turquoise. Yeah. It's like a it's like it looks like a, a Stevie Nicks album cover. Like that's <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way I can explain it. And she uh so she's like today was the day to set it up. I mean, it looks all right. We put it on this small little tabletop and uh so it's up now probably about five and a half. Maybe six feet, maybe six feet high at the highest on this little table. And, I mean, it, it does the job. You know, it's nice. Her idea is she goes, I want to, you know, take some time and get the, the post-holiday price on a better tree. And I was like, I got gotcha. you. I'm down with that. Let's go ahead and do it. You know, let, let's go that route. Let's shop after the holiday. We'll get something decent and then go for it. And then she's like, yeah, and this way the girls can take this upstairs and set it up up there and whatever. It'll be fine. Or they can take it when they, when like if, if Chloe moves out anytime and get, has her own place, now she's got a tree. It, it's turquoise. <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, whatever. Rob comments here. goes, I'm sneezing already. Grew up with real trees. They're awesome, but not worth the allergies. I just, you know, I mean, they, they smell great, but, like, there's so many ways that you can make your house smell like Christmas. <laughs> you don't need a real tree, you know. Although, I will tell you, like, now is the time to do a real tree because of all the LED lighting and stuff like that. You don't have to worry about, like, drying the thing out and, like, oh, you're going to burn your house down because, you know, that was a real a real thing. That could happen. Um, well, take, take it from somebody who gets a, a real tree every year still, right? Yep. So I get... Um, I, we get the real tree. We go to the same farm every year to the point where there's a separate lot set aside for, you know, for, for, she calls it VIPs. We're not, you know, whatever. That's return customers or, yeah. Return customers. So if the yep. shit sells out, there's, a, there's always going to be people like if we can't get there. But that being said, we have to get our Christmas tree mid September when they start opening the place up oh yeah so you tag tag your tree in mid-september we cut it down we usually go um you know like we talk about you know people that start getting going on christmas before thanksgiving's done sure usually the saturday of thanksgiving or black friday we go get our tree yeah we celebrate thanksgiving first and then after that all fucking that weekend wrong. yeah exactly that i mean is, is I'm I'm completely down with that, and that's you're absolutely right. It was like, see, we got really, 
We got really lucky because my neighbors, when I lived with my folks, my neighbors had a tree farm. And there were some years where they just didn't sell trees except to the folks in the neighborhood. You know, where they were like, yeah, we didn't, you know, we didn't do any planting or whatever, or we're not going so hard with it this year. And it was, you know, it was pretty awesome. I'm like, okay, that's, that's great. So yeah, we would get that tree. We didn't even like drive to go get it. We would cut it and walk it all the way back in the house. Yeah, nice. It was great. You know, it, it was, it was really awesome, but it's like, yeah, I mean, nowadays, like you got to get out there. It's basically at the tail end of summer and tag your tree. Yep. You know? As soon as they open up, you got to yep. get it because it's popular to do. Yeah. Um, I will say this, though. Your concerns about the stand, don't worry about it. We got a stand yeah. for $25, all right? I want to say it's on year. We bought it at the old house, man. It's got to be 10, at least 10 years old, if not 15. And it's still a screw-in, right? It's still got the same um, technique or whatever, the same nuts and bolts literally yeah but it's a it's a base that looks like a big green almost like some kid's science project like a volcano no shit right so you, yeah oh yeah and if you're if you're over at any point uh, during the season take a peek at mine and we've used the same one we just i give it a rinse every year to try and get some of the sap out it's good to go we put it down in the basement see you next year but it's still it's bigger so like you remember the the green one and red one you were talking about mm -hmm. where that thing was not sturdy right no this you got to work at to get this thing over like if you see a cat jump up at this tree it's not going to take the tree down because of the base so That's it, it does a well, there you go the 8-bit yeah. uh in mario star as the topper yeah i see Classic. i saw as what did i see this year i saw a zelda star i saw a mushroom yeah mario mushroom topper there's all sorts of pop culture shit we just have a standard star for the topper we have we put all our pop culture shit along the tree you know oh that's, up and down the i tree think that's the, the best uh, way to do it yeah so, but yeah, the the base for the tree, the, those are good. You, they're really good. They they made some mm -hmm. improvements in those since the eighties and nineties. So you'd be all right in that. We got Chrissy fishing in the house. She says she's out uh, in the plow truck in this snowmageddon. Chrissy, uh, Chrissy sent me a message today. Yep. Um, non fishing related, as so far the rest of this show has been. <laughs> Pretty much. But Chrissy has sent me a message today asking about she's looking for places in our area to to um get her kid out shooting some hoops right oh all right now that i'm now that i'm off season from sean the fisherman and i'm sean the coach um i, I actually i'm going to respond to her right now chrissy since you're listening look around at your closest gyms and see which high schools middle schools whatever contact your park and rec departments and see about open gyms sometimes they have them listed on the websites if not try to find a ymca it's pretty much the best you're going to do or yeah. like a health and fitness club, but you're going to have to pay for it. You know, even an open gym, you might have to pay like anywhere from what, two to five bucks, but um, that's going to be your best bet. So give that a go. That's freaking awesome, man. That's the way to do it. I love it, man. Freaking, we got all kinds of advice, all kinds of good advice here for you. So the, uh, the planning for Chickamauga in March continues. Mm -hmm. We're making that happen. That's a trip that I got lined up. Uh, and then, uh, you guys will hear Becca and I in this interview coming up in segment three. We discuss quite a bit as far as uh, potential other trips that we might go. We both kind of want to uh, hit out uh, out west and go out in that direction somewhat. So we'll see what happens. We'll make some shit happen. I love it. Uh, um, what about what about your week? Like as far as did, did you, like like how, how have things been for you? How's the nose? 
<laughs> Healing up, still miserable. Uh, I mean, it's not so bad. When I'm I'm rolling over in bed now, it doesn't hurt as much when I land a little, you know, when I move my head or whatever. But um, that's good. I put something in our intro that you mentioned about planning for 2023, and I yes. didn't want to spoil it. This was a this is a red herring for you. We have to talk about something, and it's not just me. What are some ways to plan, Bobby? What do, what do we? What are some ways to document our plan? If you want to plan something, obviously we have apps, right? We For could sure. get on. Yeah. We could get on our calendars. We get our Google Calendar, yep. Microsoft. They all have calendars. Yep, Calendly. We could use. I mean, you could you could you could go real crude and make a list. Your notepad. If you to, yeah, if you wanted to go old school and not use anything electronic, you wanted to use a, an old fashioned calendar. Wouldn't it be really nice if you didn't have to buy it and someone sent you one in the mail unexpectedly? That <laughs> and, would that would be very helpful. And what if said calendar came to you as a surprise and was of such a notorious and disgusting subject matter that you had to talk about it on your podcast? I mean, I I honestly, what what is it that we've been saying now? <laughs> Everything is content. Everything, Everything is, content. is content. It's true. And, uh, now we have to say Cheryl needs raise. Cheryl needs. Yes, she does. Yes, she does. We are, of course, speaking of Cheryl Magdish, and I'm probably butchering her name as I always do. But Cheryl, Cheryl sent us all a Christmas gift this year, an early Christmas gift. Cheryl did. She pulled a she pulled a fast one on us, just like she I pulled did. a fast one on you in the intro, Bobby. Yep. Cheryl, we have a we have a text message thread for all the people that are involved in the fishing reports how cheryl gets her information mm -hmm. and cheryl said hey i want to get some christmas cards out she likes our group and says send me your address and so we sent her our addresses and then i walk into the house with an envelope a large one a large you know shipping envelope addressed to me the other day and i'm like what the hell is this and it says from cheryl i'm like i thought she was just sending christmas cards and i opened this up and I'm fucking dying. I'm laughing so hard. I called up Cheryl. She didn't pick up. She's probably working. Mm -hmm. And I left a message. Of, there was no words. It was me laughing. And she called me back about you know, 20, 30 minutes later. Said, oh, you got the Christmas gift, huh? In the meantime, I had called you and said, Bobby, yep. I'm not spoiling anything, but did you get anything from Cheryl? And you said, no. And I said, okay, I'm not spoiling anything. You will. Yeah. I said, I should have said it like Yoda. You will. So so my mail arrives usually about 3.15 to 3.30 in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. So when you said this, I was like, okay, all right, we'll see what happens. I think it was later that day that I got it. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was a price. As soon as I opened this thing up and I was like, huh, okay, it's kind of a cute idea. This is interesting. Should I tell them what the calendar was? You should. You uh, so, should use the word. You should. You should hear the word. Use the words vaguely homoerotic as yeah. much as possible. Yeah. Uh, I had. Uh, well, I had opened up this envelope, and there was a Christmas card in there, and uh, it was a very, very nice card from Cheryl. In fact, she included one of her her uh, uh, Northeast Wild Woman stickers in there, which are cherry yeah. very yes. nice stickers they look awesome great little logo and uh i so i, I look at this i was like oh it's very cool and then i see that there's a calendar in this box or in this envelope <laughs> and my first thought is that is so sweet that is so unbelievably sweet all of all of the the jig heads that are part of this little circle for the western mass uh fishing report 
it's not rare for us to share the pictures that we take of the fish that we catch. It's not rare at all. Folks are sending stuff all the time. So I open said calendar, and I see that uh, the first picture is of a shirtless Tim Jakes. Um, which again, not weird because all of Tim's pictures, not all of them, but uh, in all, I would say a one out of every bunch of pictures for an outing has a shirtless picture in there. We've kind of brought this on ourselves at this point, you know, it's his MO because the first one happened and then you and I immediately started. Oh yeah. We went, (laughs) yeah, we, we took it a little too far. Everyone had a good laugh, but then from then point on, Tim said, well, now I'm the shirtless guy. Now, now this is my role. Yeah, this is how I identify. Here you go. So then I went to February, and I said, oh, that's great. It's another picture of Tim, and again without a shirt. And then I went through all 12 of the months. What we basically got here was a a, a, a vaguely homoerotic uh, calendar from Cheryl of the one and only Tim Jakes uh, showing off uh, his assets uh, as best possible. In fact, I think isn't cousin john in one of these pictures you and cousin john both made cameos yeah yeah fantastic it's just out of this world so cheryl excellent work like well played just like uh, uh, the whole setup was great oh yeah i'm gonna send christmas cards to everybody here you go and yeah, and then throughout that week, as they were arriving at everybody's doorstep, they would be like, oh my, and nobody wanted to ruin it in the chat. Everybody was like, <laughs> oh my God. <sighs> I love Fantastic it. Fantastic work, Cheryl. Fantastic. Yeah, work. I'm, I'm, I'm floored. This is, this, it's this kind of shit that makes it absolutely factual that we are working with the right people and yep. surrounding ourselves in the right kind of circle. I've never been more seen in my life. You know what I mean? Like, they get me. I love that shit here. um, (sighs) Unrelated to the calendar, I'd already... um, I already kind of decided the next time I talked to Cheryl, I was going to make sure that specifically with the... uh, Specifically with the, the... the swap meet that she would hopefully be able available to, yeah. to hang out with us during the swap meet and it looks like she maybe for that and then maybe for the um this the the sportsman show at the uh, the big e in february we're going to find out more about that but yep. we're hoping that cheryl will be able to, to make it hang out with us because she's part of the jigs and bigs family so oh for that's, sure uh, that's that um you know you asked about my week aside from the calendar that was really all my fishing stuff again i am waist deep in basketball and yep. to the point we keep having practices the last we had to cancel one practice and the two others we had were um four kids and five kids because the high school has been hit with the plague yeah my two sons were both sick this week um it looks like a flu going around that even you know even with the vaccinations they're they're getting sick sick still not as sick like it's been knocking down kids for four or five days my my kids got hit with a couple days each. Yep. But um, it is it has decimated the school. They have a small school, and a third of the student population was out on Thursday alone. That's it's crazy, man. You know that we've got the snow. My thank thankfully my kids are back to to you know up to speed. Yep. But um, we got the snow coming now, and that's I mean that's really my week except for one thing. You and I had a discussion about fishing. It was mildly fishing related, but I want to I want to get into this because. Yeah, we did. When we started digging, it became a, a small rabbit hole, small one, not a not a big rabbit. It hole. wasn't crazy, stuff, but, but yeah, yeah. We um, 
it started off with obviously we've all seen the, the news it's been trending everywhere and been in every news outlet i mean hell new york times covered it the other mm-hmm. day but um liver king okay so the guy has been doing his liver eating and testicle eating or whatever all his raw food organ bullshit stuff. whatever's yep. going on yeah organ stuff right and has the the, the physique of fuck mark mcguire in 98 yeah right? He looks like he's on the gas, as they say in pro wrestling circles. He's he's on the gas. Um, so when I started digging around in this, I was actually listening to a podcast related to wrestling, and they said something about him, and, and we're comparing the steroid use with that in pro wrestling. And it was just went off on that tangent. But they men- yep. made mention of something that I I kind of paused at, and they said, well, you know, liver Liver King, about how he brags about catching fish with his mouth. And I immediately called you and said, we have to discover what his fishing methods are. What now, this this guy about, is now yeah. saying, yeah, he's juiced. You know, he's, he's, he's a freak of nature, possibly on steroids, and catches fish with his... If he's claiming to catch fish with his mouth, too, like, I, have, I did not hear this. I got I to gotta find out what this is about. So what we dug up was a small Liver King promo video that just had his manly man diving off of a jet ski with a spear... And he emerges from the water with what looks to be um, one of those. It looked to be a large spade fish like I was catching in North Carolina. Uh-huh. It was something striped. I don't know what species it was. It was salt water. Yep. <laughs> and he's got the spear in one hand. He emerges from the water with this fucking foot and a half long fish in his mouth. So, okay, I did the research. We, we I thought that was funny. But then it got a little deeper. And we found something else that was not really tied into it, but it was a a fishing YouTuber that was reviewing some Liver King stuff. Absolutely, yeah. And it was it was from a long time ago, so what was it, 10, 10 months ago? 10 months ago, yeah. It was almost a year ago. Yeah, and I, I think I'll I'll let you run with this if you don't mind, Bobby. I didn't really have a... You know, I, I think we talked about this before we went on air, and, and I didn't think it was bad. Knowing what this guy knew at the time... Yeah. That, you know, he took the liver king at face value like a lot of people did i don't think there's anything and and that's exactly it i think that that's what he was doing was he was he was eating up everything that liver king was putting it down at that time like everybody was um you know just regardless if he was all he was he was all gassed up or not um i think people had their opinions but he wasn't confirming shit so it was they were just taking him kind of at face value but uh there was this uh this this uh uh uh, more mature uh pro angler that's out there that likes to get uh a little philosophical on his channel about sometimes about just modern contemporary development and you know the the building up of urban areas and uh you know getting rid of natural environments which you know i mean i understand that cause i get it you know but whatever <laughs> forward facing sonar <laughs> exactly like he likes to go on a lot of these tirades <laughs> and stuff and 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 this isn't uncommon for somebody to jump on we we saw the same thing like in in the music side of things when you know metallica released that song everybody had a reaction shit last week you know what i what, what i saw a lot going on my feed coming through the first video of pantera's live shows and i watched a couple of yes. them and i've got some opinions um 
all of which are great, by the way, but I've got some opinions. And you see this kind of thing where it's just, that's like just the hot take. So I kind of think that this was this guy's like a stab at a video where he was saying like, oh yeah, Liver King's getting all this buzz. I'm going to share my opinion on that. And again, like, he was taking him at face value and like, oh, this is a guy who's, he's so healthy because he's, you know, eating all these organs and, you know, he's more connected to nature and, you know, such and such and all these other things. But again, it was like, I, I, I just, I like to think to myself, like, don't believe the fucking hype. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the, a hype machine is a good thing for certain stuff. You know what I mean? Like, if you've got something to sell, you want the hype. Definitely. Guess what? Liver King's got something to sell. A bunch of supplements. That's his business, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, there's something to go with it. Now, recently, within like the last, what was it, week and a half or two weeks, he's yes. come out and been like, oh, yeah, uh, by the way, I am using steroids basically to get in front of something, it seems like to me. Like, he's looking to get in front of it and kind of just like, hey, so this is going on. So that it makes me wonder what else is going on back there that maybe somebody doesn't know about. But yep. he's throwing this out there. It looks like to get in front of the train that's about to hit him. Yeah, and I think those emails were what leaked, and then he had to yeah. respond to that. So the emails that leaked, what I saw, and I only read a little bit of it. I'm not going to say I read the whole thing because yeah. I, I don't. I don't give a fuck. If this guy's doing steroids on his farm and running around and being an idiot, I literally don't give a shit. But what I caught was he had an $11,000 a month steroid habit. And I'm saying steroid, it was all PEDs. Yeah. Um, human growth hormone, all sorts of shit. I went down the list. I'm like, well, I know what that is. Testosterone, whatever the fuck he's using. I don't care. Um, is it probably illegal to get a hold of that? Yeah, that's his business. I don't care. I'm yeah. not judging. But the lie comes in where he says, I'm fucking eating bull testicles and fucking liver and this is how I got that way when he's obviously fucking jagging himself in the ass with a needle exactly that's yeah. exactly it but going forward to a different take on it yeah everybody yep. you know if you're an influencer whether it's a fishing realm or not this guy had a a take on the liver king and this guy's take was from 10 months ago before these emails were revealed oh for sure the liver king the liver king's empire crumbled and he um he had a take, and I actually found a little bit of it to be semi-positive with, you know, Liver King says this about getting back to nature, and it was, you know, that's where I kind of focused on. I was trying mm -hmm. not to be negative, but, you know, it was just interesting, I thought. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that that's the whole thing. The idea of getting back to nature is always a good thing. You know, like, let's not destroy the natural resources that we have. There's, there's something that's that's immensely positive about that that benefits everybody. I don't understand how somebody could have another argument otherwise, but they do. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? They they exist. They do. Uh, I, I don't know. So, yeah, I mean, that's just kind of like our, our take on it. But um, I did get a little bit of a chuckle when I saw that first video when he took that dive with that spear. I was like, of course he's on a jet ski. Of course he's on a fucking jet ski. What other, if there was a list of any other watercraft that could possibly be out there, a jet ski is the only fitting, you know, choice for liver king. The liver louse. The liver louse. The fucking liver louse. My goodness. Uh, yeah. Rob, Rob says, he goes, let's talk about cold water fishing. Rob's all fired up tonight. Rob, you've been hoovering some schneef. <laughs> hoovering a little schneef. 
Oh. Rob, I agree with your last statement. Eat largemouth, get back to nature. I eat plenty yeah. of it. Take the little ones, cull them, and the big, the ones left will get bigger. Um, we we actually, I talked with Becca about um, eating. She had done a challenge uh, on one of her videos. It was 48 hours eating only what she catches. And mm-hmm. there were a number of fish. Like, if you watch the videos, you're like, oh, shit. You know, she she catches, uh, I don't know if it was a largemouth or a smallmouth, but she's like, I couldn't do it. I could, I just, you know, she's like, I just love bass too much. Spoiler alert, she did. <laughs> she talks about it on the show, uh, on, in the interview. Um, she did. So, I mean, she she, she gets it. But uh, I, I, I'm with you, man. I think, like, you know, conservation isn't always fucking happy fucking butterflies and flowers and shit. There's yep. some part of, 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 uh, of conservation that is, you know, harvesting. Yeah, <laughs> you know exactly. it, it really it really is. But oh, I'm I'm with you, hey, Rob. Rob and Vidal are all fired up. Vidal they are. loves us. Um, there, Rob. Rob's throwing some ideas up here. Rob and Vidal he are talking about well, Texas. Do we get redfish category for chronic trips? How about I consider this, Rob? Yeah, because I put a lot of similar species together. We don't have redfish up here. No, right? We don't. But because this is a fresh and saltwater tournament, maybe this is. Maybe this is the time where I say, okay, because we have stripers. Yep. Why don't we have a whole drum category? Because redfish are drum. Oh, they are right? drum. I thought they are. Huh. I thought redfish were, were a species of drum. I might be wrong on that. Rob can correct me or yep. not. But maybe I maybe I put a drum category up there and then put in parentheses redfish count, freshwater drum count. Because I know they got freshwater drum down there too. Mm-hmm. Just a thought. It's Just not maybe, a bad might idea. Little, might be my little Christmas consideration. We'll see where that goes, Rob. That's not a bad idea. Um, yeah, so really, that's all I had this week. I had a calendar and I had the Liver King, so I had a very, very vaguely homoerotic. You really week. did. Wow. <laughs> wow. wow. Just, uh, that's uh, that's what happened. And you a got calendar with the pepperoni I, king. That's amazing. The pepper- <laughs> <laughs> pepperoni king. <laughs> so I don't know. Let's go to segment. Let's take a break. Uh, segment two. This is insane. I like that idea. We got a bunch of stuff to cover in segment two, guys. Uh, Sean's got uh, some stuff in just the tip. We're talking about uh, taking what you learn from you know other activities, sports that that maybe you're a part of, and how to apply that to fishing. Um, this is something that I'm interested, in, and I think that you could probably also get a whole lot about uh, a lot of uh, info about as well in uh, uh, FTG. We got a good one for you guys. This just this kind of just came across the desk of the brb it's uh, an all new form of lake louse and we're not happy we're not happy. it's a hybrid yeah they've, they've evolved and then what do we have uh oh yeah that's right we have uh we're gonna be talking about well we got a new topic in our bait of the week segment guys we're talking you're not gonna want to miss it guys you are not gonna want to miss it we're gonna take a short what two minute break guys just a heads up you're about to hear that uh that manscaped spot uh for the last time our promo code jigs and bigs at manscaped.com stops working after the 17th of december uh so if you if you've been kind of slacking on getting your uh your 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 loved ones uh, uh, uh the performance package or some individual items from manscaped now is your time to go ahead and do it get on 
want it. Use that code Jigs and Bigs at Manscaped.com. Save yourself twenty percent off your order and get free shipping. You're gonna love it. They're gonna love it. Santa respects his sack, and so should you. Every loved one wants to hear you say, "Merry Christmas." I shaved my dick. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Ho, 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 guys. We'll see you in a bit. Don't go too far. It's never too early to play holiday music. Wait, what? No. I wouldn't go that far, but it's never too early to start thinking about gifts. Whether it's for a friend or for the friends of your pants, uh, you can make this a season to be jolly with Manscaped. Do your little drummer boy a favor and use the Lawnmower 4.0 to avoid another silent night in the bedroom. Then add in Manscaped's top-of-the-line shower products to have people thinking, all I want for Christmas is you. Santa cares about his sack, and so should you. Look nice when you get naughty by going to manscaped.com and use code JIGSANDBIGS for free shipping and 20% off. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code JIGSANDBIGS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. And just using the code JIGSANDBIGS at Manscaped, you get your jingle balls ready for the holidays. Jigs and Bigs wants to take a moment to say thank you to our partners for helping us continue to push the limits of our fishing adventures and bring you amazing long-form content. We want to thank Old Glory Outdoors in East Brookfield, Massachusetts. Old Glory has an amazing selection of fishing tackle, including Six Cents, Guggenbaits, X-Zone Lures, Shimano, Daiwa, Luz, 13 Fishing, Arc Rods, and many more. Use promo code JIGSANDBIGS at OldGloryOutdoors.com and in-store to save yourself some money and support the show. For all your premium kayak needs, we partner with Three Bells Outfitters, located along Smith Cove in Niantic, Connecticut. Three Bells is your go-to location for kayaks and accessories from Hobie, Native, Bonafide, Jackson, Yakatek, Nakwa, Boondocks, Burley Pro, and many more. Financing options are available to upgrade you and your kayak fishing experience. White Glove Delivery Service is also available. Visit 3bellsoutfitters.com for more info and don't forget to tell them that Jigs and Bigs sent you. When it comes to high-quality polarized sunglasses, we've partnered with Torej. They provide stylish sunglasses in a variety of frames that are light and fit comfortably on your face. The polarization cuts glare and allows you to see the whole picture, helping you identify what's below the water's surface. They have a 60-day risk-free trial, lifetime warranty, and free shipping. Plus, you can save yourself 10% with the code JIGSANDBIGS10 at checkout. Visit Torej.com to check out their selection. That's www.torege.com. Again, we cannot thank our partners enough for their support. Please consider supporting them and supporting the show in the same process. Thanks. Bobby and Sean now have a special presentation for us all. They'd like to give everyone just the tip. We're back. 
segment number two. And uh, this week in Just the Tip, we're going to talk about like the parallels that you can draw uh, when it comes to your fishing, your performance, uh, some of the parallels you can draw from other activities in your life. And Sean specifically kind of wanted to bring this up. And I have a feeling where I think this is going to go. So I'll just let him kind of take it from here. Yeah. What um what I've been doing with with my role on the the high school team is, you know, the coach that's been there has been there for years, and I don't know what if any he's had any assistants that have really focused on helping out the JV players that need to develop. Right, a varsity coach, you're gonna you're you're you know you've got the show ponies, you've got uh-huh. the ones that are ready to go or the ones that are as ready to go, but with a smaller school, not all the kids have a ton of experience and it's not 1995 anymore. It's yeah. not 1994 where, like, I know you and I had different interests growing up, Bobby, but from 1990 like, or 89 to 19, really 95 or 90, even into 96, every chance I had when I had free time, I had a basketball in my hand. Yeah. If I wasn't, you know, if I wasn't fishing, it was basketball and fishing, and then eventually fishing one out, right? But, um, Kids like that aren't, or kids aren't doing those things today. There's, mm-hmm. th- there's a number of reasons why I'm not going to get into it. And, you know, the, obviously the first thing every outdoorsman is going to say is video games. I play fucking video games. Yeah, it's not. I did too. Yeah. All right. We live in a different world where, um, kids when they're playing sports now, they're being driven around. They're not out playing with like. It seems like most neighborhoods especially suburban ones, everybody's doing their own thing. It's yeah. not like everyone goes to the same school and it plays the same activities and knows the same people. It's very different. My friends are not in the neighborhood. They're yeah. from all over. Yep. And you know, it's, it's not even, even in the, in, in the, um, like in the public schools, a lot of the kids aren't hanging out with kids in their neighborhood anymore. It's really different. It's, it's, it's such a, it's such a different environment they're growing up in and you can't go down and play basketball at the park anymore because everyone's scared about rapists and druggies and God yeah. knows what else fucking kidnappers. It's really there. Um, so I'm fine with that. I actually think the measure of a coach is not the amount of wins, but getting the most out of their players. Yeah. So um, with this has actually been kind of a blessing for some of the kids with, with everybody being sick over the past two weeks is that I've been able to look at some of the more inexperienced kids who maybe didn't have a high level of coaching going through their systems mm-hmm. and they've I've had to sit and watch them. So I've been like straightening out mechanics on jump shots and on foul shots, right? And a lot of that today and a lot of it yesterday. Yep. And even simple things of just line where they're—I don't even have to change their shot, but just where they're putting their feet to shoot. But where I—I I think that that paying attention to that kind of detail comes in is if you can do it there. Start applying paying attention to that detail in fishing, for sure. And it's all aspects. You've got to find an action in basketball. It's a jump shot. That's what I've really been looking at. And yeah. you know what I've really been finding is—it's—it's it's so funny. But I had. Um, two of the players today where I really had to work with them about they were shooting the ball like like it was a shot put yeah. with their right hands, right? Like a shot put. So they're not guiding the ball up with their left hand on the side 
all the way to the release point above their head. They were pushing it off their chest like a shot put, and their left hand, which should be guiding the ball, was falling off or falling in, and they were crossing it. Yeah. And what that does is it's pushing the ball left or right. So they're shooting, and it's going off the rim on either side. And There's I can no see, control. Yeah. So uh, what I made a good analogy with, I asked one of them, I said, do you, do you ever shot a, a gun? And one of, them, one of them raised their hand and said, yeah, I shoot with some regularity. I didn't ask if he's a competitive shooter or anything. I just said, okay. I said, I want you to think of it this way. Because two of the kids were shooting, uh, let's get this, two of the kids were shooting right-handed because they're right-handed. One of the kids was shooting left-handed because he's left-handed. And then for some reason, one of the kid was shooting left-handed, almost like it was a chest pass, but he's right-handed, but right's left-handed. He's a power right-hander. He plays baseball, wow. throws, okay. and bats, throws and bats right hand, writes left-handed, but was trying to shoot the basketball. And you could see his body mechanics were getting crossed because it it wasn't natural. And I'm like, yeah. I'm looking at it. I go, what hand do you write with? He goes, left. And his dad was at the practice because we had fewer kids there, and his dad was hanging out. And I, I like his dad. He's a good guy. And I said, well, what is he? what does he do for baseball? He goes, bats and throws right-handed. I said, I want you to start shooting right-handed. And immediately – Big and difference. Immediately, you saw an improvement. It looked, it looked more natural. Oh, I'm sure. And then it was just straightening out some ergonom- you know, some some ergonomics. I think that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's just right. Making sure his, his 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 motions were correct, or at least, you know, there's not one size fits all, but there's some certain things you can apply to everyone's shot. So I'm watching him, and the the analogy I made for the other two kids that were having some issues with pulling their hand away from the guide, I said, listen, think of it this way for the shooting, uh-huh. like a gun. That's the barrel of a rifle, right? And I asked the kid who's a shooter, I said, what do you get a longer shot out of? A, a gun with a longer barrel or a shorter barrel? A longer, more accurate shot? He said, well, long barrel. I said, yes. I said, so the minute you don't put your hand all the way up to where you're releasing at that release point, yeah. you've just put a shorter barrel on your shotgun. Yeah. He goes, oh. So I said, you follow it up. And I said, the ball is the bullet. Your right hand is the hammer. Boom. Hits the started gun getting the mechanics yeah yeah so they're starting to get that but i made that hunting even though i'm not a hunting a hunter and shit man i the last time i got qualified on a weapon was fucking 2004 yep when i was active duty mm-hmm. and I, I i never i just never had an opportunity to shoot and i'm a fisherman right so I, again i don't fucking care about shooting or hunting i just haven't done it exactly um but i brought that into it and, and was able to draw that analogy and that by the time we left today and I'm not starting the kids with that motion, shooting three-pointers. I said, get close to the hoop. Don't use your legs. We're going to get your legs into it at some point. Yeah. But just get that ergonomics better. And I was thinking about that on the way home and thinking about the way where when sometimes when I'm out with people that don't have a lot of experience fishing, yep. I'll be like, both hands. Yeah, exactly. Rob just, just chipped in with both hands on the rod. Rod, I get you, Sean. I'm working on it. Yeah. Both hands on the rod, just like when you're swinging a baseball bat yep. or you're using a hockey stick. You don't. A tennis racket's different. That's light enough where you can do that. But with mm-hmm. a baseball bat, you swing and you let go with one hand. Well, in a fishing rod, you don't ever let go with that one hand. Yeah. The only thing you let go of with, particularly a spinning rod, is your your trigger finger. Yep. Or, you know, you might be doing something with your thumb with a baitcaster. Eh, we'll leave that kind of gray. It's it's involved sometimes. Depends sometimes on what you're doing. Not. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But the point is, if you're able to get that skill develop that skill of of breaking emotion down yeah no matter the sport and then figuring out like if you've been taught the proper way to do it or or at least a way that you're doing it 
and translating that and teaching it to somebody else, you're able to help somebody else out. Yeah. You know, I, I, I know I've used that analogy before on the show where it's just fishing is just like a baseball, swinging a baseball bat or, or using a hockey stick or a lacrosse, well, lacrosse stick. I think you can use one handed every now and again, but you shouldn't. But like using something you're gripping with two hands, you don't ever let go of that. Yeah. And you don't follow through with one hand. And it's the same thing. Now I think about it, it's the same thing with a basketball shot. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a hook shot, but a jump shot you're using both hands. Yeah. The bottom line is all these things are crossing over together. They have common ground if you can look to see the way one sport works in one aspect and it, it might apply to another and in this case you know shooting a gun i felt applied to teaching someone who who never had a coach to sit down and say mm-hmm. your follow-through on your left hand should be stiff it should be guiding that ball like the barrel of a gun and you're yep. crossing it over or you're letting it go limp or you're not you're not going all the way you're not extending it all the way but just the ability to break that down and look at that and focus on that might help you on the water. And it could be ergonomics or it could be reading the water. I'm doing something. And I'm not getting the intended result. Yep. How do I get that? What do you need result? to change in order to do it? Am I, am I breaking down the water and saying, well, I'm fishing rocks. I'm not getting the intended result. What are the, all of the little bits and pieces that are going into me fishing these rocks? Yep. Is it my angle of attack? Is it the lure I'm using? Is it the line I'm using? Is it the rod I'm using? Is it the real? All these different yeah. things. You have to think about all these different facets about what you're doing mm-hmm. and and go from there. And then, like I always say, switch one thing up. Focus on one thing at a time and go through it. Yeah. And then when you get really good at it, you can say, I'm doing, I'm fishing these rocks and you know what? It's I'm noticing the water is a little dingier this time. Maybe I switch the color of my Ned rig. Yeah, that might be the, because you've got the rod down, you've got the reel down, you've got your at your ergonomics down with the cast, you've got all these other things down now. But it takes time to get there because you have to look at all these different parts of it, be able yeah. to break it down and say, "What am I doing here? What am I doing here? What do I want to do here? How is this affecting what I want to do here?" Yep, it's just a logical breakdown, and and I'm lucky that I'm able to kind of, you know have been involved in all these other sports over the years and be able to say, you know, well, this is just like this in another sport. Here's a good analogy. And maybe this will get, you know, somebody who's, who I'm fishing with and I can say, Hey man, just, I'm watching your casting, your follow through can be improved. Um, or, Hey, I'm watching you shoot a basketball. You're going right of the rim every time your, your motion is I'm watching all your motion. Good. And this was, this was with two of our better shooters the other day on Friday. Friday was it? Yeah, it was Friday. Two of our better shooters were shooting, and I'm like, "You guys are missing a lot of foul shots." And then I looked at their feet, and all they had to do was align their right foot because they were right-handers yep. with the center of the rim. I moved them over like six inches and a foot, and one of them, one of them started a, the coach, the, the head coach, was like, "Hey, just have them shoot 25 foul shots and just watch their motion." <clears throat> so I corrected them. I'm like, "Look, you guys are your, your motion's good. You're both good jump shooters. Move right six inches." One kid missed his. He started at one and three, one for three. So mm-hmm. he hit one shot, missed two. And I said, move over six inches to the left, lined his right foot up and finished 21 for 25. No shit. So what a difference. Two, wow. Yeah. And and like just watching that, I'm like, you're good. Like fucking, I'm fine with this. But that's how that applies. You know what uh-huh. I mean? You got any two cents or one cents or five cents to throw in on this, Bobby? No, I think I think you nailed it, man. And I think, I think that that, 
that scientific way of, of breaking down the variables to make adjustments is so critical, you know, cause you change more than one thing and you've basically thrown, it gets hard to get back to square one, you know, to figure out wh- where you're at. So you gotta, I think that's really, really critical. Um, it also helps to, for perspective, like if you're, you know, and this is like where it comes. It's it's good to have somebody analyze what it is you're doing. If you're trying to get better, um, having a coach or somebody to give you perspective, or even a camera. You know, set a camera yeah. up and record yourself doing this. And you know, if you're if you're making casts, like I can remember one of the things that when I was and specifically when I was just bank fishing, and I was like, you know, I'm like I'm really I'm loving fishing jigs and stuff, and I just. I gotta, I gotta get better with being able to pitch from these tight locations with lots of trees around, so I can yep. get my bait where I want it to be. And what I had done was I was going out and I would actually set my phone up on a tripod and put it uh, kind of like behind me to see what I was doing with the mechanics. And I would grab a jig and I would just flip it and I try to just land it into a coffee cup. And I basically had like, this is what I'm looking at. This is what I'm looking at. I'm trying to land this jig into this little tiny target. Uh, there's something so important about being able to get either a really good objective uh, opinion about what you're doing and what you can do to change it or getting that that different perspective for yourself to be able to figure it out whatever it is that you got to do and then say like okay so maybe i make this change maybe i adjust this one thing um when i first started dating my the woman who would become my, mrs the fisherman miss yep one of the trips home um to her house or her parents house in Min- in minneapolis was her dad whipped out a video of her. He was her golf coach. He was coaching oh, her right. golf. Yep. And they, I don't know how big the camcorder was. I'm hoping it was one of those fucking Giant. gigantic, yeah. yeah, 1985 badass fucking 35 pound shoulder Panasonic breaker. full VHS. Yes. I can only hope. Um, but that was, you know, just hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of swings. And her father saying, you know, watch your hip watch you know your your shoulder yeah. was down here you know all these little things because he was able to to see that yep and that's that's the same thing that like any i mean any coach could do with basketball or any other sport i mean i can only go so far with soccer i can help out with goalie stuff but like the yeah. game is beyond me i stopped playing soccer in like eighth grade i never played in high school but in basketball i got far far enough that i'm able to see you know like egregious things that's why like i'll probably never be a fucking one of the greatest you know the, the one of the bigger schools around here and i yeah. don't want to yeah. i'd rather take someone who can i can I, I i can teach the basics and not get too far but get them so good at those basics that they're a serviceable player you know yeah. what i mean and they yeah. can benefit the program you know makes sense a small school so it's it's great i'm i'm comfortable with being a i don't know big coach at a small school this <laughs> big fish you know what i mean there's nothing wrong with that man yeah, it's good stuff. So there you go. Just pay attention to what you're doing. Don't go all willy-nilly. Use the scientific method, and it should improve your fishing. And I'm not even going to bring up keeping a log because that's that's second nature at this point. For exactly. Right? Exactly. Right. I love it. Let's get pissed off. So, I, 
how do we how do we start this one? I I mean I, I want to start out by just giving credit where credit is is actually due here because uh, I get a lot of dms from folks and they're like oh this is a, a pretty good ftg look at this ftg guy here who is this with the ftg and i'm like huh what you coming at with the ftg buck a buck with the, with the, who's that with the buck a buck are you getting me one that buck a buck <laughs> so i i i had a uh, a message from a, a former guest that we had on the show adam blomicky and uh adam had sent me a um this is this is a uh, a reel from an account on Instagram, pnw.jetboats. Uh, and, and it is a, I, I would say, like a mini boat, like is mm-hmm. the best way to kind of word it. This looks almost like it was the, the, the. The hull is from like a uh, a carnival ride, you know, for like kids to ride on. That's about the size that this thing is. Um, it's got a little windshield on it and stuff. But uh, this son of a bitch is ripping all over the place. And Adam comments and he goes, is this a new breed of lake lice? And uh, yes, that is the short answer. Is that yes. yes. My God. Listen to this engine. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually turn. Yeah, my volume should be fine there. Unbelievable. So we talked about something similar about this months ago. When we brought up the Connecticut River Mm -hmm. BASS stop in Connecticut years and years in the 90s. Yep. So this is really a smaller version of what role it was Roland Martin, I believe, right? Yeah, Roland Martin, I believe. Yeah. What Roland Martin used to win that tournament. It's an aluminum hull boat and it's got a jet engine. It's what just got a little fucking jet exhaust. That's it. It doesn't have a prop. Yeah. So this guy in this video that you sent me that you received, this dude is ripping through shallow water to the point where he takes his aluminum hull, gets up some speed, and actually goes over land with it. You know what I mean? He's going over straight rocks, yeah. which is probably what Roland Martin did in the Connecticut River all those years ago. I'll bet you. Yeah, and I mean, you're going to need an aluminum hull, you know, to yeah. take that kind of abuse. <sighs> well, now let's give him some abuse. <laughs> let's give him some abuse. Go for it. So, I don't ever want to fucking see any of these things anywhere near me because no. this looks like something that's going to get somebody fucking hurt, yep. if not dead. Oh, and yeah. It doesn't look like it looks like the user is going to have a little more protection than the person who gets fucking hit by it. Yes, exactly. It, you're. This guy's driving a bullet. He's driving a bullet. He's yeah. driving a small tactical fucking missile. Now, fuck him. There are people that are using like jet like style motors on kayaks. Um, yes. You know, I don't know that they have the output enough or maybe it's I don't I don't know what it is. I don't know if they have the speed that this has. But do you see it like at the end of the video he's doing like little donuts in the water and yeah. it is just ridiculous. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Um yeah, this could be a very, very bad thing. Um and the problem is is I'm I'm willing to bet that some marina somewhere is going to see the appeal of made, making these available for rent and <laughs> they're going to buy a fleet of them and you're going to see a bunch of yahoos just zipping around on these little tiny boats you know it intoxicated yahoos that's the worst part yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to see sober people saying, "Mm, I'd love to get in the mini boat today. You're going to be like, hey, let's get fucked up and get a mini boat. (laughs) Like, I got a mini boat and I got a 30 30 pack of uh, Keystone lights. Let's go ahead and do this. Woo! You know what? I think it's time to put on my favorite song. That's the soundtrack. If you're in a mini boat, that's all you can listen to from here on out. You got to title this episode the homoerotic, the vaguely homoerotic, <laughs> vaguely <laughs> Christmas season episode. <laughs> vaguely. It's yes. snowing make. something. That's it. That's it. It's snowing schneef. <laughs> well, look so here's where this ftg comes in thank you bobby this is this is where this ftg comes in it's not for the idiot in the video no it's not yeah it's for it's for whoever the fuck made this thing whoever came up with this idea whatever this twisted redneck engineer yeah this is not good no 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 bad yeah so fuck that guy who came up with this idea you took a jet ski and you put a different hull on it, and um, you're a piece of shit. And fuck you. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much all we yeah. have. That's that's it. I can't believe we got, it. Well, I know we, we got something else. We got oh we, got we do. Else. What do we got? <laughs> we we got bait of the week coming up. You guys I are, know are not going to want to miss this one. This is a good one. Here we go. Cheeks and pigs. Now, folks, we are talking about uh, this. Was is one that we had, you know, mentioned. Sean had mentioned before, and we were we we're discussing some different baits. I don't have a ton of experience with this one presentation, but Sean does, and uh, this this bait is none other than the one and only. Go go for it, Sean. Full disclosure: when this idea came up, you were like, eh. But then you played that soundtrack, that little sound bite. I said, why don't we use that every time we say the word jitterbug? Jitterbug. <laughs> that was my selling point. You're like, yep, we got to now. Now we're done. <laughs> we got to. So I, act- I actually still carry two different sizes of jitterbug. jitterbug. <laughs> and believe it or not, they're in my, my tackle box in Minnesota. Okay. Okay. Um, when I first started with this lure... I had, you know, an original model. So they're what about two and a half inches long. The smaller one, the single single body or mm-hmm. single body, single uh, hook. single body. The uh, no, no, two treble hooks, but they're one a one piece body, right? Oh, okay, gotcha. One piece, one piece body. It might not even been the right brand. It might have been fucking something I got in a tackle pack that wasn't even an Arborgast one. As as yep. we know, the Jitterbug, Jitterbug is made by Arborgast Lures, right? Classic. Um. I had one in black because they all came in that color in whatever shit, um, again, shit brand X model I had. But then I did buy a leopard frog one, an official. So I had two colors and I would use them um, to the limited success. I never said I caught a big fish with them. Um, you know, I'm talking like one pound and under small ones. Sure. But they would hit them, you know, yeah. when, when top water was going, it was a, it was a, it was a weapon in the arsenal. And then, um, Years later, I made sure to have a couple in Nebraska when I was there. And mm-hmm. I remember 
I threw one around. It was a bigger one. It was one of the jointed ones. So yeah. those were about what four inches long, jointed, mm-hmm. um, smaller, and uh, also in black. You know, Rob is saying yep, black because night bait exactly. But that leopard frog one, I would throw in the day a lot. And I remember getting a couple like two, three pounders on those, and that was great. But where I really started having some fun with them was when I got into larger baits for absolutely no reason. Yeah. And I found that fucking one that's like six inches long, and it's got two treble hooks like arms sticking out, and then a big treble hook on the back. Oh, really? And I started catching pike with that in Minnesota. Oh, I started. I was at the lake, actually, that we last fished together in the kayaks up Mm -hmm. in, uh, you know, up, up on the other side of the tofu curtain. Oh, yeah. And I told you the story when we were on the lake that day, and I said, I had a leopard frog one of those, because that's really the only two colors I carry in that, leopard frog yep. and black. Mm-hmm. And I had thrown the leopard frog one around dusk, and something blew up on that thing. It had to have been a bass cause, or a pickerel, a large pickerel, because there's no pike in that lake. Yeah. And it was not small. It was like someone threw a large rock, if not a bowling ball, in the water. And I said, what the fuck was that? And it never yeah. hit again. So I missed it on with uh. those gigantic three hooks. I missed it. But again, I've caught plenty of good pike over the years, two to three pound bass on them, on that one big one. But, but I keep those two sizes in Minnesota just in case, just for a rainy day. It, it's it's a classic lure. It's one of those lures that people kind of overlook because it just looks so old fashioned, but they still work because not a lot of people are throwing them. Yep. That side to side, it's not even a walking motion. What do they call it? Like, it's like it's somewhere between a walking and a popper. That's, that's the whole thing. I feel that I feel that for a lot of people, when it comes to throwing this presentation, they're like, what am I doing with this? Is this just a, you know, I mean, I've seen, I've got a couple of different style baits that borrow from that lip style. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like, I mean, it's, and the same thing can be said, I guess, for like, even like ploppers, like you can pop them, you know, uh, and they're going to do what they do, you know, or you can straight retrieve them. But it, it, like, how have you found the best, I guess, r- outcome using it? Like uh, as far as reel it in, time. yep. Reel it in and then stop it anywhere near like, uh, I'm going to use the word cover very loosely. Okay. Gotcha. So if there's a stick sticking out of the water, I'll stop it right near the stick. Mm-hmm. If there's a, a if the weeds on the surface make a little point, any sort of irregularity, I'll stop it there. Gotcha. If the, if the weeds on the surface are pretty much a straight line, but then there's an, an indent, like a, shall we say an inlet on the surface mm-hmm. of the weeds, I'll stop it at the first point of the inlet, work it across the inlet, and then stop it at the second point and then continue working it along that weed bed. Gotcha. You know, yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty much the same way I'd work as Zara Spook. I would yeah. stop oh, at all yeah. those. But um, yeah, it's... What do they call? It's not a walker. Is it like a chugger? No, chugging. Chugging's got more to do with uh, like poppers. You can chug a popper. Whatever the hell they're called, I don't know. I mean, I I could see you kind of relating it to like a chugger in a way. Um, yeah. You know, it's just it, it is. It's a unique topwater. You know, yep. um, and it is. It's. I think that that there's a lot of people that don't necessarily throw them. Almost like like there's a lot of people that don't throw like hula poppers. You know, because they are. They're an older style. I mean, honestly, I, I think a lot of people stay away from, like, the old, like, uh, cigar-shaped, like, the traditional spook-style topwaters, too. I find a lot of people are, are looking at, like, kind of reinventing the wheel with, like, different, like, slanted noses and different line tie angles and things like that for different reasons. Um, but it's, like, these things have a life after you know their initial sort of pop because you'll 
you'll have a, a group of people that'll still use them, but they're not seen all the time, you know? And I think like, like that's what we're seeing happening with like a lot of like the prop style baits, like the ploppers and choppo and all that stuff. There's a lot of varieties, but people that's like just contemporary, like what folks generally think of now. Like I, when I say folks, I mean, I'm talking about like people that are just getting into fishing. They're like, yeah, when I want to throw a type of type of top water that I can stop, this is what I'm going to throw. You know, yep. it, it's comfortable, but like getting out there and throwing something like a popper uh, or a hula popper or a jitterbug <laughs> is not uh, a, a bad thing at all. Like there's I always joke about that, how how there's people who are just like, oh, yeah, you got to match the hatch, match the hatch, but show them something different. Like, what am I doing here? Am I showing them yeah. something different or am I fucking going as natural as possible? And I mean, they're both right. That's the whole thing. You know, they are. They're 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 both right. It's just, uh, it's kind of nuts. I'll have to mess around. I know that uh, that Matt Thayer makes some uh, some jitterbug style baits. And his are gorgeous. They are. They're so, and he makes them like um, like his fucking what is what is it? It's his charcuterie boards. So it's different pieces yeah. of wood. What do you say that last one he made it had had fifty six pieces of wood in it? Yeah, it it's was nuts. nuts. Like, it's nuts. Check out check out Klondike custom baits. They're, yeah, those fucking. Man, those baits are beautiful. If you're interested in throwing uh, a, a jitterbug style bait, jitterbug. this is something you're going to want to look at. It's pretty freaking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so comes to a close segment two of the vaguely homo rock episode. It's true. We worked some wham in there. How is like who else does that shit for you guys? Us, you know. Look it's, it. We bring it. We fucking bring Vidal. it. Vidal. Vidal said it all, man. Yeah, he said it all. Where, where was it? Where was this comment? Synthesis. You just had it up there. I just read it. No podcast like Jigs and Bigs. No podcast like Jigs and Bigs. Yep. There is none. It's true. There's none. Yeah. Friggin' love it. Uh, Rob chimes in while we're talking jitterbugs. He says, black jitterbug at dusk or dawn. Exactly how Sean said. Uh, stop a, a straight retrieve around money spots. I mean, that that it just makes all the sense in the world. Um, friggin' awesome, man. I'm, I'm sure we're going to find some at that... Uh, event at cheshire uh rod and gun and gun club up for yeah. sale i'm sure that we let, will let, we gotta have we gotta have some sort of fun game for you and i at that thing yeah okay we gotta i'll think i'll think of something yeah. there's some there's some things we can do there's some there's some things there's some fun we can have with different booths that'll be there i'm mm -hmm. sure and we'll we'll figure we'll figure out we'll figure out something. Yeah I think that but, yeah we'll come we'll come up with something. All I gotta say is our, our booth is gonna look awesome. Like yes, it it's is. gonna be overkill. It is going to be overkill for up there, but I just want to have it set up and show it off a little bit and like try it out before we do the the sportsman show in February. But man, I'm freaking so jacked for that. It's gonna be so good. Awesome. Oh, freaking bananas, guys. Freaking bananas. So uh I think that does it for this segment here. Buckle yeah. up. Yeah, I'm gonna get, tell you I never ever do this uh going into segment three generally. You're going to want to go and refresh that cup of coffee or whatever it is that you're enjoying listening to this show. You're going to want to crack open another cold one because Becca and I go deep into truck camping and creating content. She drops some gold. If you're listening to this show and you're, you're into creating content, fishing content, 
and you're struggling a little bit, there's some tips that she's going to give you that are absolutely fantastic. We're all over the place with this, guys, but it is it is a great, great segment. Uh, I had a blast recording it. You're going to love it. We'll be back with that. Uh, and then after that, that, that interview segment, we have one final piece of the show to go over, and uh, we're going to wrap things up, and that's where we're getting into a little Christmas trivia role reversal. It's going to be good. We'll see you guys in about uh, two minutes. Don't go too far. Jigs and Bigs is your favorite fishing podcast, right? Why not show the world how much you love the show while directly supporting us? We have men's and ladies' shirts, hoodies, and a variety of hats. We even have a waterproof outdoor Bluetooth speaker so you can listen to your favorite podcast while out on the water if you like. Check out jigsandbigs.com shop to visit the store and gear yourself up. If you really can't get enough of this show, consider becoming a Jighead and joining our Patreon. It's a subscription that gives you exclusive access to recording sessions that allow you to engage with us as we record the show. We also have some exclusive content there just for our jig heads and even have some special promo codes. Space is limited, so join now at jigsandbigs.com. Finally, if you're local to our area in Western Massachusetts, consider checking out the Western Mass Fishing Report posted weekly at northeastwildwoman.com. We have amazing contributors providing great content and info for local conditions and what's been going on and working recently. Jigs and Bigs, so much more than just two lightly roasted hippies trapped in the 90s arguing on the internet about fishing. I know, that sounds so <laughs> fucked up. I didn't even think about that. No, I'm thinking more so like I feel like we're about to tell like campfire like scare. Yeah. And shit. Uh, <laughs> if you want to save your car battery. Oh, no, I'm running it so that we can have the... Because I figure we're going to be talking. Like, it's just going to be condensation in these fucking windows. Yeah. So I'm letting the defroster, the defoggers go. There we go. Now it's... Now, you know what it is? Do you... Do you for content creators, have you ever watched... Or do you know who I'm talking about when I say Rhett and Link? Is, a, is this a YouTuber? Yeah. Like huge YouTubers. YouTubers that go on The Tonight Show. Oh, YouTubers. dude, no. If yeah. I'm being honest, as a YouTuber, I don't have time to watch other YouTubers. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> that, that, that totally makes sense. <laughs> like, I wish. I actually just watched uh, a YouTube video on my truck, and I feel like I haven't watched a YouTube video in a while. So, I I have been watching Rhett and Link for shit. Well, they had a show um, on IFC that was called uh, something commercials. I forget what it was. And they did a series of these crazy commercials. I mean, they've been doing stuff forever. And they have a show that's called Good Mythical Morning. Oh, dude. You know I those guys? fucking love when okay. they do like right. uh, chip reviews, yes. Red Bull reviews. Dude, yes. it is crazy. Okay, yeah. So my girlfriend actually put me on to them. I had no idea who they were until maybe a year ago. She has amazing taste. I, I, she got me, so... So, when, back when I worked in television, I got into... I saw, I saw a show that was, like, all about viral videos. This is when, like, viral videos were, like... People try oh to dissect God. them and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they're just like, what's the trend? And so, um, I, I would watch this, and I would see this, and I would see some of their stuff show up every once in a while, which is cool. But what what anyway um my kids started watching their show and it's hilarious we've gone to see him in concert 
Like they, twice. They do concerts? Oh, yeah. Oh, dang, like, man. But the reason, like, I bring it up because we're talking about the lighting. They have a a, a podcast that's called Ear Biscuits. <laughs> They're so fucking weird. They're fucking the wicked weird. <laughs> They're, so, They're weird. so North Carolina. Like, that's yeah, the that, thing. Yeah, that does make you sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're so North Carolina, and it, it's like, that's where they're from. But they record out at this little table, and they go, uh, we're recording it like, I think it's, I'm going to mess up the title, but it's like, we're recording in the dimly lit room around the small table or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's always, it's, a, it's just a thing, and I'm like... That's what I feel like. It's the dimly lit truck. We are sitting in a forerunner in a dimly lit parking lot during a windstorm with 50 mile per hour winds. I, I feel like this parking lot might double as a beach for some people. Oh, 100. Well, yeah. You know? So this is like there's a bike path behind us and it's technically a beach slash bike path Ooh. parking area. Yep. But I can't imagine anyone's headed to the beach today no, or bike pathing it up. Not at all. Nope. So... I'm going to go ahead and break the, the wall here, guys. If you're not aware who it is that I'm talking to right now, it's uh, the Jigs and Bigs. It's our official homegirl from Rhode Island. We've got Fishing with Becca with us. And uh, I am I'm actually, you're, you're, we're recording this. We're in the middle of truck camping. Cape Cod. On Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Like, we're, like, the, the ocean is to our backs. It is a very sick spot. It's, it's yeah. breathtaking. You did, you did great. This I, is, I'm good at what I do, man. I'm kind of a little perturbed that I didn't pick up any coffee. I'm just, I keep telling myself, Mary Lou's is not far. Yes. We'll go and get some Mary Lou's. But, yes. Because I'm like, I can only imagine having that fresh cup first thing with the sun coming up. Oh, I know. The fucking ocean. What time does the sun come up, dude? I might even like set an alarm for that shit because it could be like It's beautiful. like 625, 630. Oh, so that's nothing. Yeah, no, it's nothing. Let's see. And lately, we've just been getting these amazing sunrises. It's 6.52, so I'd 6:52? say sunrise would probably, like, you could see, I mean, hey, we're in the middle Daddy's of a storm sleep. right now, so it might not even. That's true. But I'm willing to wake up and give it a give well, it a shot. I think, I mean, all, I'm hoping all this stuff blows over. So, so just to set the stage for everybody right now, what we are sitting in is like 28 mile an hour winds and a good amount of precipitation that had just blown over the Cape. And it, it had, I think the last end of it has just gone by. Like there's some little like showers here and there that will pop in, but we're in the rain and your boy decided, hey, let's load up the, 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 the Forerunner and go and truck camp as if like we needed all this equipment. <laughs> so what we have essentially here is a small shanty town that we've created on the coast of Massachusetts. Oh yeah. Yeah. We look homeless. We've pissed off everybody in Martha's Vineyard because we've successfully lowered their property value. Oh, by like a landslide. Exactly. 100%. Exactly. As you get into camping more and more, like if you do do more mm-hmm. car camping, like you just slice everything in half. Oh yeah. Like the amount of times I thought that I had no space in my truck for truck camping, I'm like I go. I open up one of my drawers because one of them's, you know, for cooking, and then the other one's like either clothes or random stuff. Yep. Yep. And then I will open up that drawer, and I'm like, dude, I haven't touched any of this shit, none of this, oh, yeah. in like in over a year. So then I just had like a cleanse couple months ago, and now I I still have like plenty of open space. Like that's awesome. Yeah, you'll you'll like, and especially once you get like camping gear. And like smaller stuff and that whatever. Helps. Yeah. I mean, you just get a little bit here and there and yep. you get more dialed in the game. No, it makes sense because, the, and that's that's the thing. Like right now, like I, I'm thinking way out of the box. I'm like, 
well, I might need to take a shit. Let's buy a fucking <laughs> camp toilet and a privacy tent. And, you know, such, you're a 300-pound man. Like, getting, you know, changing clothes is going to be tricky on your back. You know, maybe you should try doing this. And I'm like, okay, uh, that will be kind of interesting. But, I, like, these are just things that I have to learn. Oh, yeah. You I know? mean, like, I still, like, if mm -hmm. I need, I always am like, okay, where can I go to the bathroom if I need to in the middle of the night that's oh, yeah. not peeing? I will make sure there's, like, something nearby me that's 24 hours or, like, a, a, a some sort of gas station or something. Yeah. Like, you're never really completely dialed. And, like, I have no headroom in my truck, so changing yeah. is a bitch. It's crazy. It's a challenge, yeah. you know? I mean, I see some of these, these folks. I'll tell you, like, when I got into this, there is a company... Because the first thing I did when I came in, and a lot of people have, have, have seen my rig from from the, the trips like that we've done over the summer. Yep. But, um, you know, I'm using two mattresses right now from uh, a company called Deep Sleep Overland. Did they send you them? Uh, did they send me? Yes, they did. They did send me. Are they like camping mattresses? They or? are. So they're, when I set this up, I'll show you how it works. But basically, it's like a hybrid mattress. There's foam in there, but it's an air mattress. Oh, okay. They're self-inflating and they're they're form-fitted because they only sell these for certain vehicles. Like Jeeps were like the first, like hmm. sort of like their flagship. And then they got into the Forerunners and Broncos and stuff. Um and they fit the floor back there, like, perfectly around the wheel wells oh, and everything. Awesome. It's so nice. Uh, I set this thing up, and initially, like, I was looking into this because I was like, this is my, I do everything in here. I run my business out of this truck. This is my daily driver, everything. Oh, yeah. So it's tough. Like, when I left, I had to drop off a whole DJ rig <laughs> and grab all my camping gear and just transform everything. But when I, um, when I actually, like, initially I was thinking... Uh, there was a, a, a brand, I forget the name of it, I think it was called Yodo something, and they made a bed that used Ikea bed parts Ooh. that would fr and lift it up, and the guy was like, he, he was like, well, I asked him, I said, you know, what's the, how does this work, what's the weight support and everything, because, you know, mm. I don't know if I've never told you this, but I have a bit of a weight problem. <laughs> We like food out here. <laughs> exactly. So I was like, this is a concern of mine, you know? I mean, like, I don't want to set this thing up and then break it. Um, and I also want to know, like, could I, you know, what what are the limitations of this? And the guy was like, what, what are your measurements? And I was just like, that's a little forward. Damn. No, but I, I was like, no, no, no. So this is what I'm dealing with here. He was like, I'm, he was like, and I mean, no offense to this, but he was like, he's like, I don't think you'll get a comfortable night's sleep if you elevate yourself. Yeah. No, I agree. And it's 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 just so much like more than like yeah. being elevated is fun because you can put stuff under you, but yep. you're losing so much headroom Definitely. and comfort at the Definitely. same time. And you have like your your rig. I I always was thought it was perfect because I look at truck camping content creators like Mav. Yep. And uh, Crazy Quaddy. I love him. He's the best. Yeah, I've never Dude, talked to best. him, but I I watch his videos. Did you watch the video where her uh, one of his one of his viewers sent him? Um, he gets food all the time from people, but somebody sent him like a recipe with the ingredients and then like a bottle of Stevo's hot sauce. No, I haven't. Holy shit! He like he was hurting. I bet. I could tell. I was like, I wow. bet. I think that stuff makes the bomb look like nothing. I got to get a bottle of it for for work. But um, like the nice thing is about your rig is that like you can have multiple people sleep in there. Like you've yes. taken Lila out with you and shit. And Scott, like Lila, me and, and Scott. Scott yeah. And then one time me, Lila and Noel were truck camping, but she had her own truck camper, but we were all hanging out in my truck bed. So all three of us like 
could have easily yeah. comfortably slept in there. We didn't, but it, it's so doable. You could pull it off. And, yeah. And that's the thing. You've got a, a you've got a longer bed on your truck than most people have generally. <laughs> it's fucking almost eight feet. It's fucking. It's fucking great. massive. And your 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 system with your your organization is awesome. Like the fact that you have two drawers and then space for fishing rods. Oh yeah, that's a game changer like, for me. It's, it's important. It, it totally is. And that was a big thing. Like when I was looking at this, I said initially I was going to do a rod vault. On the roof rack. Uh, that's what I wanted to do too, but then it, you're adding so much extra cost. The, At least you know, for me, I mean, I don't even have a rod rack, a roof rack. I mean, that's the thing. Like, yeah, you got to add that. So I was looking at. There's a lot of things I was considering adding, like even like just a cargo, a car topper. Yeah, I wanted one of those too. You know, I've, I've looked at all this stuff, man. The only thing I got to do is figure out like it's it's about like car maintenance and stuff because I want to put it up there, put my camping stuff in, like basically my sleep system. Yep. And forget about it. Yep. And then when I need it, boom, that's it. You know, then I'll deal with it. But, like, if I go through the car wash, is it going to be a problem? Yeah, there's always stuff like <laughs> that. Know? Like, for ice fishing, I, I have yet to figure out a good system because mm. when I'm ice fishing, where's my uh, ice fishing sled and my auger going? Oh, yeah. It's going in my bed, bitch, because I, I am a the two cab. There's yeah. two doors. It's a single cab. So it's it's rough, it's but nuts. I I mean I'll I'll get it more dialed this winter hopefully. Let's take a step back and talk about because what I what I think is awesome about you, Becca, is not only you're an amazing person, an amazing angler. Thank you, thank you. But when it comes to like your authenticity for your passions and everything, like what you're doing, uh, and the way truck camping kind of came into the whole fold, everybody got to see you learn from the very beginning oh yeah <laughs> let's take a step even back before that like where was your interest sparked like how did it uh kind of kind of how, how did it kind of like the sort of the origin story for truck camping like how yep. did we get here i don't know i've always grown up thinking camping was like the coolest thing ever yeah but i i no, my parents didn't really take me camping. I did like a summer camp type thing but i never really like camped i feel like yeah and yeah, it just wasn't really, you know, my dad wasn't really into stuff like that. And I never got really exposed to it. Mm -hmm. And then once you're like on YouTube at a certain point for uh, fishing, it, you're just, you're, the algorithm picks up and they're going to start showing you more than just fishing. It's going to be hunting. It's going to be camping. Mm -hmm. And I started getting really into the camping videos, um, like heavily into the camping videos. And I was like, wow, that's so cool. And then I ended up on car camping yeah. and then like uh, survival videos, bushcraft. And I was like, dude, there's like a whole nother world of like just a fucking tent camp. And then of course, like everyone's like commenting, oh, you're just, are you Mav? No, Mav was literally had nothing to do with my yeah. inspiration. Yeah total shout out to him like i mean his content's awesome it's and amazing he started a whole new category it, it's yep. unbelievable but i feel like i found a lot of other people before mm -hmm. i found him and then i found um him quad like everyone like i found like there's so many people that truck camp yeah. that won't yep. fully do it like 24 7 but they'll post here and there sure and i just started seeing like all these people uh living out of their truck and living out of their car i was seeing more like subaru builds and shit but oh, i was yeah. like dude like i could so do that i just bought a truck um yeah why not and i bought a truck purposely to tow a boat that i got for content for the channel i bought john b's boat long story short sold her don't have it uh money got tight sold that and then i was like okay well uh, let me treat my truck like a truck if i'm not going to tow a big ass boat yeah and then i ended up just deciding it would be really cool and i wasn't even going to take it that serious i was like i'm just going to build it 
I think it would be sick if Lila and I could just camp here and there and, mm-hmm. you know, explore with, with Sky. I wasn't going to make it, like, my content. Yeah. It was more so, like, I just think it would be fun. And then, like, I think I made one video just, like, just trying to see how it would go. And I actually got, like, a decent amount of views. And then, like, you know, when you post a YouTube video, YouTube will tell you, like, hey, this video is performing yep. well because X, Y, Z. Because your viewers are engaging more or people are clicking on this more, whatever. And it said... um, this video is doing good because it's reached a new audience and i kept getting that pop up for like 10 20 videos and it was like 20 videos now and my subscribers were going up faster than they have for two years of doing youtube my subscribers have never gone that up and i was like all right i'm gonna run with this because i actually like it Mm -hmm. and now i'm just knee fucking deep in this shit and i love it it just came about in such a weird way. Like there, was, I wasn't gonna make it my content. No, I was just so excited to like you know do some camping for the first time in my life, and then it just became my whole personality in life. That's that's, <laughs> that's how it happens, and and it's funny because like I've had this conversation recently with content creators of various uh, levels with you know growth, and and we've talked about plateaus. Oh yeah, and, I went through and a it's heavy a, one. It's a I feel like this show is in one right now. And I'm not, you know, I'm not going to say like where I'm scrambling to figure it out, but I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll be perfectly honest with you. Like one of the things that I think this show has failed our audience on, mm. if there's anything, mm. big boat content. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, that's what I thought. I was like, yeah. I was like, I'm going to buy John's boat and life's going to be great. And I, I took the last, you know, I hate to throw numbers out, but I, I spent my last 10 grand, like the last cent of everything that I had to my name, my mm-hmm. last everything, dude. And I was like, everyone's always like, oh, like if you want to make it in YouTube, you got to spend all this money. And I'm like, okay, fine. This is going to be my big investment for the yeah. channel. No one gave two shits about that boat. But I also didn't I did. just. I was the guy. <laughs> I was the guy. I was like, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, I thought people were going to fucking love it. I was so excited. And then I made a couple of videos mm-hmm. and they didn't do well enough to keep up with the fact that I was pushing even putting more money into yeah. the boat than it was worth because John fucked that boat up, dude. He he handled he handed me like a literal garbage can and I mm-hmm. had to do everything I could. And then there was a point where I was like, I literally can't afford this boat anymore. Like yeah. I was, I put yeah. almost as much money into the boat than I bought it for. And it just was like, you know, I, I don't know how people do it. I, I really, I don't, but it is definitely a whole new side of things yeah. having a boat, man. It's so fun. Oh, I, I uh, absolutely, absolutely believe it. But it's it. scary. No one mentions oh, yeah. that. I, I took it, I took the boat out to so many different lakes but i'm a small yep. lake person i find oh, yeah. my own little lakes and then i went out to lake winnipesaukee lake <laughs> lake, lake winnipesaukee is not a fucking lake it's a ocean yeah it's a party lake like you ah oh, man and i basically lived on lake winnipesaukee growing up i had a condo on the lake mm-hmm. i thought i was dialed no no no, no, no. those wakes that some of those like monster because there's not just normal boats that there's like saltwater like yachts out there's there. boats that shouldn't be on there. no 100 yeah. percent. like the waves were insane like yeah. i never had so much anxiety fishing in my life before i was like this isn't even fucking fun imagine being in a pedal kayak the, fuck, that. fuck that i was like that's not <laughs> even fun like i'm miserable right now but it's 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 crazy because like that's like if there was if i had to say there was one thing that i i really want to be able to offer our audience more of mm. is the big boat point of view yeah. so I, I i maybe maybe like with us 
it would be a good idea to bring somebody in that's more centered in that. Because while I'm everywhere, you know, I'm trying to do as much stuff as I possibly can. Oh, yeah. Like, Sean... Sean, I, I, between the two of us, Sean owns that kayak lane yeah. for the show. You know, I mean, if I have a question, he's the guy I talk to. But I feel like a lot of people, I, and I've heard this before, in, just in conversation, that we're a kayak bass, bass fishing show, and we are a fishing show. I've, yeah, you know I, what I, I, mean? I would always consider you guys just straight, any, straight up anything fishing. fishing. Anything yeah. fishing really doesn't matter what type of fishing. Yeah, that's what I've always looked at it as. But that's the thing is mm-hmm. like. People like to, you know, put you in a category. It's like, okay, no, you're a bank fisherman. No, you're a kayak fisherman. No, you're saltwater. No, you're freshwater. I want to do it all. But it's so hard to get that through to people. Yeah. Because, like, you're always... Like, a lot of of folks get really tied up on, like, having a label as either an identity, and that's what they, 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 you know, stick to. Yeah, that's the problem with a lot of things right now. It's like, I, I think that was my issue, too, is, like, I gave up. I mean, shit, I took my entire college fund and put it into the, my YouTube channel. Yeah. And, like, so when my channel hit a plateau, I was like, shit. no. Yeah. No, 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 My mom didn't go to college. I'm I'm going to not disappoint her. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because I didn't go either. And I was like, I'm not going to go, but I'm going to succeed. So, like, I can't disappoint her. And that's when I was like, maybe I'm not just fisherman. Like, maybe I can do other things. Oh, yeah. I think everything kind of fell into line at a really nice time. I, I think... This whole thing going on right now is definitely like a solid, solid niche. That's good. I can do whatever. Like I'm yep. truck camping, but in the video, like that's just the bread and butter. Yeah. And then everything in between, you know, it's just whatever. Yeah, I could fish in it. I can do whatever. It's yep. It's pretty nice. I, I really, really like the direction everything's going. No, and the traveling's awesome. amazing. That, that's that's exactly it. It, it. It's there's it's it, you're you're more than just the sum of those individual parts. You know what I mean? Because there's different combinations that you can make. Oh and, yeah. You know, you're like maybe you're out. You know, doing. You know, I mean, there's so much shit you can do, especially with especially with something like travel. Oh yeah. I you mean, know? my video I just posted the other day with yep. Norm. Uh, I, I I camped in his treehouse. I saw. I that. caught a four and a five pounder in that video. That was insane. And like, if I put that and in the title of the video, it would get no one would care. Can we just talk about the fact that you and Cater encountered two significant gators in the matter of 30 seconds yeah oh those were back to back oh they were yeah i mean it's edited of course but no that was legitimately back to back i saw that alligator (laughs) and i was like haha holy shit and then i took like a couple more steps but like it was just like awkward silence so i cut it and then right right there another like maybe 20 seconds it was crazy I got the fuck out of there, man. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not playing around with it. And we've we've talked with uh, plenty of people who are in the gator zone of the country, and they nope. they're they're like, yeah, they they leave you alone. It's really not that much of a big deal. It's 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 fine. Oh my god, I don't know, man. Say what you want, but I don't. If they're hungry enough, they're a predator. I don't. I don't mm-hmm. care that much. Even like if I was in Florida. Oh, kayaking would be hard. I'd be fucking so nervous. I don't know how people do it. Like, yeah. Lawson Lindsay made a couple of videos of him, like, deep into the jungle, like, these little streams fishing on his, mm-hmm. like, paddleboard or some shit. I was like... Was this, like, oh, deep, like, in the mangroves and stuff? Yeah, and, yeah. It, but it was it was freshwater. And in the video, an oh. alligator uh, approached him, and he smacked it in the head with his paddle. And I was like... Shut the fuck. And he just, d- just, went on, just went on about his fucking day and, like, caught some fish. And I was like, you didn't fucking shit your pants? You're fine. You can keep going? No, thank you. No, 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 no. I'm all sad, dude. It's wild. While we're on the subject of... I'll tell you, like, I have had, like, 
instances where I've been camping, or not camping, where I've been out fishing, bank fishing, and I'll just pond hop on my own. I do this a lot, especially in the extreme ends of the season, like when it's colder oh, and yeah. I'm not taking the kayak out. But I've been out there, and there's areas where I have been, like when I was in college, I was really into photography. Mm-hmm. And I was there was one time where I was shooting a bunch of pictures, and I have a picture somewhere of a freaking uh, a mountain lion. He, like around here? Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. Well, he's, Not the he, kind of cougar I'm interested in. No. <laughs> Hit him up, ladies. No. I'm just kidding. He's taken. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, going up north, uh, it, it, I guess it just depends, dude. Because, like, yeah. we have moose. And if you don't That's really true. know about moose, I've had, I think I had the worst first time encounter with a moose that you could really, not, I didn't hit it, so it could have been worse. Yep. But you know that video that I posted, and it was like 48 hours only eating what I catch challenge? That's it. Yeah, I remember that. There was a lot that I couldn't film that I wish I did. But I was the most... I'm an anxious person. I had I was with my friend Riley. I he was like last second. It's like three o'clock. He's like, hey, we're gonna shoot up to basically Canada and fish like four hours away from civilization right. and go after muskie. And I'm like, dude, you're fucking crazy. Like, have you met me? I can't do that. And he was like, no, you're, we're going. And I was like, fuck. I like call Lila and she's like, it's okay. Like trying to hype me up. And I'm like, fuck, fine. I'll do it for the video, for the video. I want to catch my first ever muskie, whatever. We go up there. Uh, He failed to mention a lot of things. Like, (laughs) isn't that the best? (laughs) That's how you know this is going to be a good fucking story. (laughs) He failed to mention a fuck ton of things. (laughs) Let's start off with the fact that the first hour was paved and the last four or five hours of driving unpaved. That long? You could not go. They, apparently, they they skim it over here and there because it's a it's a logging mm. lodging or whatever road a logging road. Yeah. yeah so yeah. They, once a year they'll come over and like they, they'll fill the potholes. Well, I guess we just went out at the worst time of the year. You could. It was like I mean I don't know how I didn't I didn't pop a tire or something like it was bad. You could not go over twenty. And it was oh by the way, middle of fucking nowhere, pitch black. I mean you can't see shit. Yeah. It's not a, there's no street lights up there. Fuck. No, nothing. Why would you? Yeah. So at this point in my life, I've never seen a fucking moose. Let's just get that started. And I'm like, you've never seen a moose up until then. Wow. I'm all. I wish I. I regret saying I wanted to see one so bad. But uh, they're majestic as fuck. Like the pictures you guys have, you you can Google a moose. It's it's no fucking joke. I driving. There's like maybe three feet of visibility because of how dark it is. It's a little bit foggy creepy i just got over fucking crying <laughs> driving dude i'm like riley's sitting next to me and he's like dude are you okay and i was like yeah <laughs> no. yeah i'm crying and oh my god because i get like when i get anxious dude I, i'll just like cry for like depending on the situation i'll cry for like five minutes and then i'm good yeah. and i was just crying and riley was like <laughs> like he has been losing his fucking shit, I, and you were starving at that point. Yeah, because I'm I'm doing this fucking forty eight hour challenge. I haven't eat, eaten and fucking like because he just made me throw back um, a creek chub because he's like, oh fuck the creek chub, that's disgusting. We're gonna catch you a trout or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I something like that happened. It was like I did not fucking eat, dude. I don't even remember, or maybe I did catch one and we I couldn't eat it because we were driving. It was a weird situation. No, didn't you catch a bass and you were like, I can't do it? I ate it. 
It you was, did? Yeah, I you did on camera. To. I had to. But yeah. moral of the story is the moose situation. I was so excited to see my first ever moose. I'm like crying. Can't record anything because it's so dark out. And we're on this road for maybe 10 minutes, like the dirt road, pitch black, whatever. Whole scenario is crazy. And the thing that I never realized of why moose is so scary compared to deer oh, yeah. is because your headlights at night are going to shine right off those deer's eyes. There's no line where your headlights on your car are going to touch the moose's eyes and reflect. So you're going to see that moose last second compared to a oh, deer. Yeah. Yep. Last fucking second. Yep. And like I'm going, it was like the one single stretch where there's no potholes. I finally hit like 45. I'm like wiping away my bitch tears, right? Fucking mo- the biggest moose I've ever seen. I couldn't even, I never saw its eyeballs. It was just fucking. Oh, yeah. They're just, giants. It, it was bigger you than my truck. You just saw like fucking knees, right? And uh, and then like I slam on my brakes. It just oh. cu- starts coming towards me. And then I thought it was, I thought I was, I was like, oh, I'm dead. He's going to charge the fucking truck. Because they, they charge things. They oh, love yeah. to. Because they, they're, it's they're not going to leave a dent on them, dude. Yeah, they're aggressive. And he just fucking runs away. And then all I see is a little baby running with him. So he could have easily oh, my fucked God. my ass up, dude. And then we continue down and I. I'm not going to continue this story because it's just going to be me crying. But basically, we I ended up seeing about 30 deer that night. I mean, 30 deer, 30 moose and deer. There was fucked on deer everywhere. I just oh, yeah. kept almost hitting deer, uh, moose and deer the entire night. Well, you were like way out in like crazy northern Maine. Right? Oh, yeah. And the part is, is he wanted to camp where we we're going to muskie fish. But I started <laughs> crying so bad at a certain point that we pulled over. I was freaking out so fucking bad. Dude, I was in the middle of nowhere. Anything could have happened to us. There was no preparation. I didn't have an SOS. I wasn't prepared. This kid does this every day for a living, so he doesn't give a fuck. He's like, oh, this is just another day. Yeah, for him. And I'm like- He's comfortable with it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, And And like, if I did it now, I wouldn't be such a bitch. Don't get me wrong, because I'm like, I've done crazier shit now, but it was my first ever time, and it was- horrendous well, and i didn't record any of it yeah so wow that's wild yeah there's so much behind the scenes of that video it's like depressing uh, man it's crazy so i it's funny you say that like getting out of your element like because when we went out today like for those that well, i don't know how this is going to line up but maybe you've already heard about this but uh your boy went out and did some fly fishing for the first time on this trip Ooh. and uh it was awesome oh yeah like thank you for introducing me to nate nate's a legend a, dude he's he's great and you know the thing is is like you guys are both you know young and sleek and like able to cut through this kind of <laughs> stuff i don't know if you realized how bad like your boy was like i'm gonna die oh i i kept checking back i kept yeah. turning around being like you good you're good, I you're was, good holy shit but i was not about to give up because like i like to hike i i go on hikes yeah but this i could have used a machete oh dude there was a <laughs> path through. for like maybe maybe oh, half yeah. a mile and then the rest of the walk was there's no path sky now we're going through thorn bushes and oh shit. yeah i was like holy jesus oh my dog's hair sky by the way everyone say hi say hi the- to sky yeah sky's awesome by the way sky loves me Yes. For what that for for what that's worth, I, I think you know, she's got good taste. She's she's phenomenal, dude. She's the coolest dog ever. Uh, she's the first ever dog to be on the pod. She just sadly can't talk to you guys. Yeah. But just know she's she's is she asleep? She's chilling. I bet you she's sleeping. Oh, she's knocked the fuck she's out. Like that, Never mind, guys. Who, what is that? What is that? That soothing baritone that I'm hearing. Mmm, they sound so nice. Yeah. Podcast voices. So, let's let's get 
uh, dialed back into specifically with truck camping. Now, oh yeah, let's talk about the trip, dude. Let's say yeah. Um, so, well, what are your thoughts so far? Where are you on this? What, what do you think? Damn, I hate to fuck this up, but I have something I've been I wanted to tell you all day, but I wanted to wait for the podcast, and I just remembered. Oh, what is it? Dang, I sorry, sorry. We'll go right back. But I've been I wanted to say this like several times. We've been hanging out all fucking day, and I'm like, no, I'm yep. gonna wait till the podcast. I am officially moving out. I got an apartment. What? Yeah, dude. You, wait, you're moving out of the truck? You got an apartment? Well, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. As a creator, if you do not have a space where yeah. you can creatively do your thing, sure. it is fucking hard. So, like, I don't, like, I have my room at my house, and my parents are fucking awesome. Like, yeah. they are the yeah, yeah. best support system, and they'll do anything for me. But, like, I hate editing in my room and I'm not going to kick them out of the living room and shit. And like, I just don't have like my space at all. And it like, and then I go to Lila's house half the week too. And like, there's, I mean, dude, no, there's no room anywhere. So yeah, yeah, we, we, we've been looking for apartments for like six months trying to find like the perfect apartment, uh, trying to get approved, nothing. I have a great credit score, which definitely helped us. And On my trip, I'm at Norm's house mm-hmm. on my truck camping trip, which we will be talking about in a second. Yeah. Fucking crazy trip. I was doing the crawfish video, actually, and I was driving to pick up the crawfish, mm-hmm. and Lila called me, my girlfriend. She goes, hey, we got approved for the apartment in Cranston that you've never seen, and I think we should sign it. I was like, I've never seen it. And she was like, do you trust me? And I was like, fuck yeah. If there's anybody you can trust. Yeah, I'm fuck yeah, yeah dude. I mean, a. if you like it and you're happy, I don't give yep. a shit. Let's do it. And um, I, 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 I remember like freaking out. And like you see Norm on, you know, YouTube channel and whatever. And he is like, I never expected him to be so good with advice. Yeah. He, I, he like came out to me to like check up on me or whatever. Yep. And I was like, hey, man, like how did when do you move out like just asking a question i was like can i be honest like i just got accepted into an apartment and i'm like shitting my pants and he was like how old are you and i'm like i'm fucking 22 and he was like yeah you're fine it's time he was like you're good and i was like i know but like everyone's always like in order to like make a business work you have to stay at your parents house and never pay rent and all this shit and norm was like that's bullshit i couldn't succeed at my parents house not because they sucked or anything they're great but it was like once I moved out and realized that money was coming out of my bank account, mm-hmm. I've never worked so fucking hard in my yeah. life. And yeah. he was like, you're going to, everything's going to change. You just wait. Like, you just, it, Norm gave me probably the best advice I could have ever gotten. And then I ended up signing the contract for an apartment that I've never seen before in Florida for an apartment in Rhode Island. That's fucking awesome, man. Yeah. Good, good for you. That, I, hang on. I'm going to go poor. Woo! There you go. Yeah, so I say is, rip to my bank account, but it's this fine. Is, yeah, this is your first place? Yeah, I've never moved out. Oh, I mean, the, awesome. I literally live out of my truck right now. Like, that's it. Like, I went to my parents' house to a truck, and I'm still not even going to be full-time in the apartment. Like, yeah. I'm still going to be, like, in my truck Living 24/7. in the truck, exactly. Are yeah. you, it's just um, a home base, Are you the oldest in your family? No, I'm the youngest. You're the youngest. I'm the youngest out of four. Oh, I didn't realize you had three other siblings. Yeah, man, I'm I'm the oh, baby, no so Oh yeah. this is a big deal. Yeah, I know. Wow. I know. And yeah. like I'm the youngest by a landslide too. My uh oldest brother, yep. forty one. 
And then, oh, really? Yeah. And then my sister, I think, is either 39 or turning 40. And then my my uh, other brother is 25. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I mm, massive age gap right there, wow. man. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough on mom and dad when the baby moves out. I know, dude. And I'm, I love my parents. Like... I'm. I talk to them all the fucking time, so mm-hmm. it's it's gonna be it's gonna be weird. But I'm I'm so excited to be able to have like my home base. Like when I come home from truck camping trips, yep. I can decompress by myself. I can finally li- and then yeah. you know like it's just like hard coming home from a trip, and and like there's so much going on, and I don't know. It's just gonna be so nice to have my own space and. Yep. I don't know. It's going to be so fucking different. It's going to be wild. It definitely, yeah. I'm yeah. excited, but shitting my pants <sighs> almost awesome. as much as I did when I saw that moose, you know? Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> it's up That's there. That's awesome, though. I mean, good for you. Thank like, you. It's I'm gonna excited. Be, you're going you're to love it. It's going to be challenging, but you're going to- yeah. It's going to be awesome for you. That's great. That's yeah, awesome. I'm, I'm excited. Me, Lila, and Sky, baby. We're moving out. That's awesome. When's the, the move-in date? January 2nd. No kidding. Starting a new year off mm-hmm. right. Look at that. Yep. We don't even have a mattress, but we're moving <laughs> Hey, you start little by little. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Is yeah. If we have to sleep on the floor, I got camping mattresses. It's fine. I got to tell you, like, there are, uh, there's a lot of people who say, like, oh, you should save up for a house. You should save. And there are 100% reasons why you should own a home. Not everybody well, needs I to need, own a home. Well, I need, the thing is, is, like, I would love to buy a home or preferably land because it fits my thing. But yes. I need renters. I need, like, a renting history. You need a history. In of, order yes. to even get approved it, for a fucking loan. Exactly. So, exactly. good luck to that. <laughs> no, no, no. Land is, is the way to do it. I mean. Oh, I agree. 100%. And I think I think you also see that in, like, the creator end of things, too, where, let's be honest, like, we've seen creators buy giant chunks of land yep. basically for work so that they can create on their own property. I mean, you know? it's so smart. And it like Lojo's property is so stupid. It's so cool. Oh and, yeah. Uh, Lojo's got it going right now, dude. I got to see all of his property. Yep. Some, most of it off camera, but it was it's just as cool in person, if not cooler, for sure. Oh, for sure. Who, yeah. Now, have you been to Flair's? No. Um. So I actually didn't even think Flair knew who I was until like four months ago. I had that YouTube video yeah. hit a million views and he messaged me in like, you know, a business side of stuff. And he was like, dude, congrats on what you're doing. Like, this is awesome. And I was like, thanks, man. And he was like, message this girl, blah, blah, blah. And got me like a really good deal for one of my brands. Like, good unbelievable. You. Like he, the reason why I was actually able to go on my trip was because, because Flair got this? me this deal. And I never asked for it. I never hit him up. I didn't even know if he knew who I was. Yep. And like, everyone's always watching, you know? I, I'm going to go, you know, like we were talking about this today when we were out with Nate. I am almost three times Nate, Nate's age. <laughs> he's and a I'm, baby. He's a baby. And I'm twice your age. Yeah, he's a, he's a youngster. If I can be the Gen X advice giver... Never, ever be afraid of reaching out to someone that's one of your peers. Yeah. If they can help. I agree. Don't be too proud for that shit. I think the thing is, is like, there's a difference of asking for a handout and asking for advice. And people are, oftentimes, that's exactly what it is. People confuse the two and they're like, oh, everybody wants something, you know, for me for free. Believe me, I have colleagues like in my business that are hitting me up constantly asking me for hey 
show me how you did this thing. Oh, yeah. So that I can do exactly the same thing in my area. And then they don't. And then, no, what I'll do is I'll, I'll, I, I started out where I was like, no, 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 community. I would teach them what they're doing. And where where they would go wrong is it wasn't organic to them. Yeah. You know? I got like, I felt like a broken record, man. When I started doing really well, like so yeah. many people hit me up that I went to like high school with that I haven't talked to in years. And they'd hit me up and be like, I want to do what you're doing. And then I, of course, I always gave them advice. And now it's like, dude, not one single person listened to any of my, any of them, any no, no. of my oh, advice. Oh yeah, most people, they won't. Like, it's crazy. And it's yeah. like, I could, I have the top three solid ass tips on how to get started and how to get to like you need to get to 10k subs is like you know uh, the goal and whatever like yep. i can i could so provide that information and i have a million times no one's applied it not well, one single person let's actually we have a lot of budding content creators that listen to this show yeah. most of our listeners i mean you know even the average everyday person like you're creating some type of content but if your goal is to grow it and do something else with it. Yep. Why don't you lay those tips out there? I mean, everything that I've learned, like you'll mm-hmm. click on a YouTube video and I'll have like 5 million views and be like, how to grow your YouTube channel. Yeah. And it's some bullshit. It, it, the only time I've ever gotten good advice on how to grow my YouTube channel is small hole in the wall channels that have like 5K views on their videos. Yeah. And they're like real people that like, will analyze every little thing about YouTube and give you information. Yeah, sure, yeah. YouTube's changing 24-7, but there's always things that stay the same. Yep. And it's like building... Okay, so one thing that I've noticed like crazy is like you post a YouTube video, you know how you can... um you can schedule a YouTube video. So oh, like yeah. I, we yeah. could be sitting right here and I have it scheduled to post at 8 o'clock and it's just going to go up. Like without me... Yep. Yeah, without pressing anything. That's like the worst thing you can do. Oh, really? Yeah. Norm, shout out Norm. Doubt he's ever going to listen to me talk. But, hey, thank you for this. This is awesome. He gave me this tip and it's changed everything. He told Uh me this about a year ago. Yeah. And it might be like a super whatever weird thing. I don't think it is. I really truly see the difference. If you put it on, if you're like physically on your laptop, on your phone, and you put publish now and post it as you're on YouTube, YouTube's going to say, She's active. And online. And yeah. online. She's going to be answering these comments. She's going to be interacting. And we're going to push the fuck out of her video the second she posts it. And, it's, and and I see it. Like that crazy jump. Like a second I post a video, the views are skyrocketing. And yeah. sure, they plateau at a, at a time. Sure. But it's just like little things like that. Like so many people just schedule their posts and forget about it. Okay, great. I worked my ass off on this video. And yeah. then they're basically just ruining it by not like doing that single last step. Yep. It's crazy how much of a difference it makes like besides posting at 7 30 post at the uh, 7 36 no one's posting at 7 36 mm-hmm. youtube's gonna see that and they're gonna be like oh she's active okay it's just the little things man huh. so that's a that's a crazy one that i recently learned which i don't think i've told anyone yet but yep. if you're listening do solid it solid gold yeah it's crazy i don't know that one was a crazy one for me one thing uh getting to zero to a thousand subs is harder than getting to t- a uh, thousand subs to a million subs. That one thousand, that first thousand, that yeah, first thousand that is harder than getting to a million. Mm-hmm. And there's stats all over for it. I yep. mean, maybe they've changed, but that's what I was told when I was really trying hard, like three years ago. And it's it's true. Oh my god, getting to a thousand, like forget ten thousand. Getting to a thousand is an insane accomplishment. And if you have, pat yourself on the back because that is very hard to it's do. It's a big deal, yeah. But how I got to a thousand, um. 
was your analytics this is also tied to like my next tip too like Mm -hmm. dive into your analytics download youtube studio and dive into that stuff like i uh i can't even i'm refreshing my analytics probably every hour on my phone seeing what my viewers are watching if my my age range is changing all this shit like i'm constantly refreshing it like Mm. i'm just like mental about youtube though like i'm so into it so i'm like check your analytics because whatever your views are watching yep they're into right now and just keep writing that down because it's going to keep changing and then it's going to refresh and you're not going to know what they were just watching just keep keep everything in mind and then see the patterns you got to see the patterns um but one thing I did was I found this tip from this guy, 5K subs. I don't even know, some or maybe 5K views. He, he was just like a small YouTuber. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm no one else gives me good advice. I'm going to click on this guy. And he's like some fucking like mad scientist from Harvard. Like he's a brilliant. And he was like, I don't do YouTube, but blah, blah, blah. And he was like giving advice. And the advice that he gave me in the video was you put that your notification bell on for a youtuber yeah and make sure i everyone gets it twisted don't put your notifications on for bigger youtubers the youtubers that have under 100k have the most engaged audience out of everyone because it's a smaller creator i wouldn't consider that small but compared to most you know what i'm saying they have the most engaged audience because they're a smaller community and gotcha. they are they're a little bit more tight knit. Yes, and that is the people huh. you want to nitpick. So I would find these subscribe uh, these uh, YouTube channels with like a hundred k subs or max like two hundred k, and I have yeah. their notification on, and I was like glued to my phone. I would know when some of these fuckers were posting because they're like on a schedule, and. Second, my notification went off. XYZ just posted a video. I click. I comment something that seems relevant to the first 20 seconds that people would relate to. Yep. I had four spam accounts, YouTube accounts, and I would go like my comment. So I was the first person on everybody's video for the top comment for like six months dude mm-hmm. and that's how i ended up getting like well over like 20k really? well over 20k subs no and i've told hundreds of people this fucking advice and no one's taken it so i i think if i'm understanding this yeah. right the whole premise of this is that that immediate engagement yep right away pushes you to like the top of the list so that way you're more likely to be seen oh yeah like the second youtube's egg and be like oh okay this is her niche and they're gonna more categorize you off of what you watch and what gotcha. you post and then they're gonna be like oh okay like yeah whatever she's the top comment and then when people scroll to the video because like if i'm watching a youtube video i see the first like five comments mm-hmm. and then i'm like over it but like you're always going to be like that top couple comments. Make sure it's a good comment. Everything's yep. creative. It can't be the same shit. People are going to start realizing it. Like I would get called out sometimes. Be like, why are you always this person's top comment? I'd be like, for this exact reason because you just exactly. commented that. Yep. And that's how I got to at least twenty five k. And then I haven't done that in like two years. But that is like the beginner life hack. Be that top comment on their smaller channels. Don't even try to do it for the like the million plus subs because yeah. it's too big of an audience. Yeah. It's they not, don't give a fuck about you. Yeah. They care about like just like anything else, realistically. Yep. But yeah, take that and huh. and please apply it and then message me because I want to see how good. I used this two years ago and it was unbelievable. Sometimes I still do it. Like I'll still do it to people, but not as crazy as I used to. Um, and like I'll refresh my subs and I'll be like thirty plus subs after I just made that comment. 
It's crazy. That's, it's crazy. That's fucking awesome. That, Be active, man. It's, it's funny because I've I've told everybody like regardless of the platform, like that's I think in it's my opinion that like no matter what you do, as long as you can keep people happy engaged yeah. not even happy they could be we were talking about nick avocado today yeah 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 he's another one like he's got he'll, he has a lot of his videos at least from what i'm understanding have uh the like to dislike ratio is flipped it's like <laughs> yeah you know what i mean That's and, for sure. and, but it's like it's not it's it's the engagement i'll give an example of like kind of what i do regarding instagram <laughs> YouTube is a, a, a funny thing for jigs and bigs. Um, but as far as Instagram goes, what we've done is I will share like um, something that I can make a commentary on in the caption. Yeah. Like I'll find a reel, I'll find a picture, I'll find something, whatever speaks to me organically as this creator, I'll share that and I, I you know, paste the credentials and stuff. And on the very few occasions that I haven't, I've been called out on it <laughs> yeah. by that creator. Dude, it's weird. Like, yeah. I've actually. It's the most random stuff. Oh, yeah. And I've yeah. gotten, it's funny, but those creators, I'll like, I'll DM back and I'm like, listen, I am so sorry. I will go and find their caption find that post grab the caption again and then edit my mind so that it's in there because i'm an old fucking hippie <laughs> I, yeah <laughs> you know it's just it's crazy like social media is insane like but the ones where they fight <laughs> the ones where they get in the comments and they're just i shared one recently where it was a, it was a reel and it was a guy boat flipping like a giant mm-hmm. oh don't boat flip him blah, blah, blah. oh yeah and, you're gonna break his jaw everyone's going uh, off in the comments like and they're like oh that's awesome just slap a 10 pounder on the freaking deck of your boat mm-hmm. and i'm like again like i'm detached from it because all i'm doing is sharing it and going oh my god yeah you know what i mean but then they fight like if i go through my analytics and look at it like that will probably be on the upper tier of my all-time views mm-hmm. along with like anything and for a while it was for me the big thing for me is like can i ask a question i'm always asking myself that and it's sort of the way i run it, like we try to do this with the show a lot with call and response as far as like call call to actions yeah um and it works great with our real close community, our jig heads. Mm-hmm. We ask them to do stuff, and in droves, they're like, boom. But I think that's what we do. And, uh, you know, when it comes to, like, throwing that call call to action out there, I like to do a little bit more of that stuff on Instagram. And I'll say, well, what would you do here? Yeah, it's a comment. It's engagement. Yeah. Like, another huge thing for YouTube is making playlists because people will click a playlist yeah. and then they fall asleep and all your videos are just they being just played going. it's well, like the stupidest things that just like help I, I don't know you know what's weird about youtube is i everything i don't know what the ratio is for how people view youtube but you know how i watch youtube how on my television with an app oh yeah i and, and you can't even like and comment on that which I can, sucks i can like but oh, I, I can't even. comment yeah. And that's the thing. And I will actually grab my phone and look up that video and then leave a comment if it's, but it's, it's that, that yeah, extra step. Yeah, it has step. to be really, really It's got to be something I really want to. It's not going to yes. be like, fire video, man. Like, I'm not going to go and do that. Yeah. Well, that's why YouTube's always changing, you know, yeah. the algorithm because I think right now the thing that's really helping YouTube videos is the share button, everyone was saying. Like, the like button, apparently it doesn't do as much as people think. I don't know. I, yep. I don't know jack shit. I don't work at YouTube, but... You know what's crazy? You know what button has been like nuts over at uh, over at Instagram mm. has been the copy URL button. 
Really? That's the repost. When you post that, you're telling Instagram, I, I need this because I need it for something else. That's I'm going to repost. Whether they repost it or not, as soon as they copy the URL, mm-hmm. immediately it it's it's flagged as like, oh shit, you know, it's it's got there. Yeah. Just like the the uh, saved over on Instagram is huge. It's creepy seeing how many people save some random house. I, I don't like to look. I hate. I, I don't I, like to I look. I creep myself out looking. Yeah. I don't do it anymore either. It, and I can only imagine, like, man, I, <laughs> it's one thing to be an old guy, but be, to be a young woman. In, mm. in this world. <laughs> like, so fun, man. Yeah, it's it's a million times creepier. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. God. I get some weird comments, but it's fine. Yeah. We out here. It happens. Yeah, exactly. You know? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, YouTube, YouTube's a, a unbelievable thing. But I don't even, like, do YouTube for money, which is, yeah. I think, why I love it so much is because I never started it for money. So I've it took me so long to, like, even like understand that more subscribers means more views and money like i was just like so excited to get these views and then when i got my first ever paycheck i was like holy shit this is kind of cool but even to this day Mm -hmm. like you'll never see me doing anything for like the purpose of i'm gonna do this video idea because it's gonna make me this much money and you can tell when a creator does that i mean absolutely they're just like oh check this out there Mm -hmm. is a you want to talk different kind of creators it's a it's a forerunner channel um it's called the Vikings Garage. Well, I, I didn't say Forerunner Channel. He he is a, a mechanic. Yeah. And it's a car channel, and he he is a Forerunner driver. So I'm always looking at his stuff for um, modification ideas and like yeah, and, and all that other stuff. And there's a product I was actually looking at at from Forerunner Lifestyle, or, or they sell it. I think it's called Throttle Commander. Hmm. Have you ever driven a Forerunner? John B's. Okay, you have. I have. Did it feel like you were driving a car from like the nineties? It definitely didn't feel updated. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's this weird engine and transmission setup that is solid as hell, and that's why everybody wants them. But they don't have the pep off the top. Like they're fine for horsepower and everything, but like that throttle doesn't respond the way some others mm-hmm. other other vehicles do. And this this device, it basically goes in line with your throttle, and you can adjust. Either way, you could get super economical, which he did a test on, and he was like, I would not recommend doing this if you're merging on highways. Okay. Because it's a rough situation. And for the amount of of uh, additional miles on, you know, as far as fuel efficiency that you're going to get, it's it doesn't seem like it's really worth it. Yeah. But if you want a little bit more responsive throttle so that that way it's got a little bit more oomph when it's going, he, he said it was, it was a good thing. He thumbs up. He's like, I don't think, you know, I haven't had any weird error codes or anything like that. Everything's been good. I'll give it a thumbs up. And then I noticed it was like a month or two later. He was like, nope, I'm not behind that anymore. Uh-uh. I did some more research into it, mm-hmm. blah, 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 not into it. He, and, and there was something else that he was like, I'm finding this is the better move. Because there's more, like, research. ability to dial things yeah. in. And there's more, yeah. So, I mean, it's just interesting. I was like, yeah, Vikings Garage, it's it's, it's good. I love the, the honesty. I really yeah. do. And, like, I, oh, man, I'll be so mad at myself if I ever turn into one of those people that aren't. Because, I, I mean, I've met so many people in this mm-hmm. industry that have literally shattered my inner child. Yeah. Like, the reason why I started YouTube for watching a certain amount of people, and then you meet them, and you're like, holy shit, you're 
You know, not it, man. And every industry, I I assume, is kind of like that because I can associate that in like with my business in the DJ industry. Like I, I, you know, when I would work for Speed Quizzing, we would go and do these events Mm -hmm. um, for you know the DJ conferences and stuff. And you see the the spectrum of people that are in there, and I love where I fit in. Like I'm definitely way more about like I am not going to take your event unless like you're referred to me yeah. or something like unless I can follow that chain because I know I like I feel good about where the service that I offer people. So it's it's a good place to be. But then you see people who are just like, yeah, they're jumping on whatever that next fad is or they're trying to, you know, just just monopolize yeah. wherever. And I, I get it. Like, I don't think there's a problem with making money. I don't. I think I think it, there's a problem when you make it too much of a business. Like people will literally treat YouTube as 100% a business and these people transactions like they they're just a number and I will never fucking be that person like I love I think I have the coolest fucking subscribers ever dude like I would never look at them and be like oh thanks 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 for the like no it's like little do you know I cry myself to sleep twice a week because I'm so jacked up you know it's just as some people <laughs> some people just shouldn't fucking be doing YouTube uh, that's for damn sure but you know they played their cards right so I for them I had a guy this was Thursday night who um Thursday night I'm in Northampton Massachusetts doing mm. a sports bar uh, in the winters, outside we we have an outdoor venue at the same place, but an outdoor venue, and it's awesome. And there was a guy who comes in, and I probably had about sixty five people in this bar. Yeah. On a Thursday night, nobody gave a shit. <laughs> like it was packed, and the game was just I was just doing what I do. And this guy comes walking in, and I'm I, I'm watching him. I'm you know I'm just hosting the game, and I see him walk around the bar over here, and he never took his eyes off me. And I'm like, no. Do I still have that pepper spray? Yeah. I was thinking it was going there, you know, maybe. Well, no, come to find out. So I go to, um, (laughs) we've been talking for 45 minutes. The forerunner shut itself off. (laughs) My bad. I I told, uh, so I go up to get, was it? One of the challenges that we did, I do this stupid thing called Drinko, where I make a gross drink with this wheel. Mm, people yum. spin it. Oh, it's ridiculous. And my, uh, like, I'm walking back to the table, and the guy stops me, and he's all complimentary. He's like, oh, my God. He's like, I was wondering what was going on, and I come in, and I see you. You're, you have this whole room, like, in the palm of your hand. And they're just like, holy fucking shit. Like, you know, a song would play, and then this would happen, and this would happen. Oh, yeah. He didn't even understand it was a trivia night. Oh, it was, was just, not. He, he had no idea. He, he just like, thought Whoa. I was like uh, some guy with a microphone. And then he goes, and this is when I was. I was like, "Thank you, dude. That means a lot." He's like, "Oh, he's like, you sound amazing. Your voice was like made for radio." And then he says, "So I'm an artist, and I'm curious. Do you have any advice that could help me get there?" Hmm. And all I had for him was the, "Yeah, just continue doing what you're doing and be." as true to yourself as possible. Yeah. And it's the consistency that will eventually make people catch on cuz it was only 2014. Oh yeah. I mean It was only 2014 when I would be doing a game with eight people. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like those eight people, they're the shit, man. They were, like if they you were can't amazing. appreciate yeah. 
10 views, yep. you're never going to appreciate that 10K views, that 100K views. Like Absolutely right. Yeah. It, uh, mm -mm. I, I totally get that. Yeah. I feel like when I film a video, I'm on like FaceTime with my friends. That's what I try to tell myself. Mm -hmm. Like I, I will tell myself, yeah, I'm on FaceTime with uh, random strangers that uh, are my family on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And what, when you when you're talking to the camera, you're doing like you say. You I think you even mentioned it in the treehouse video. I say we. Yeah, all we, the fucking all the time. I, and like I apparently I said it way too much one video because I had like 30 comments. And they're like, who the fuck is we? Like, why do you keep saying we? Is someone else in the truck? And I was like. What? Like I'm talking about you, idiots. Me and you, motherfucker. Yeah. It's you and us in this shit together. We're, we're doing this. We're in the fucking treehouse. What do you mean? <laughs> like we're traveling in my truck. And I never knew people thought that shit was like weird, but whatever. It's, I guess it is. The, the laundry list of things that people find weird is is crazy. Astronomical. It yes. really is. It'll yes. never ever ever shock. Um Let's get into uh, now getting back to, to truck camping and content creators. Let's take Mav and Crazy Quaddy out of it. Okay. Who are your like favorites? For truck camping? Yeah, the ones that like kind of inspired you. Can I pull up my phone on yeah, this? Yeah, go for it. Go for I it. I got some people that are like super fucking random, but I'll make sure my volume's down. Imagine just a video start blaring. There's actually this one girl. This is random. I found this girl like a week ago and she's a sweetheart. I'll message people and they never fucking answer. Oh, like yeah. I, every time I see a creator on YouTube that does like car that camping. That happens to me all the time. I, I I'll reach it. out to them and no one ever answers me, dude. And like, it's so sad. This girl is the first person out of like 50 people that's ever answered me. Her name is, everyone could check her out because I actually, she actually answered me and she's a sweetheart. Her name is Roaming Reckless and she's currently on a 50 state um, adventure living out of her Subaru and her dog's just really cute. She's really cool. That was a recent find. That's awesome. I can't, I'm trying to find his name. I, it's Jonathan something is one guy that really like above everyone else at Crazy Quaddy, uh, mm -hmm. Mav, he's the one that really got me into it. Uh, also reached out to him, never got an answer, but I'm fine. That's fine. His name is Jonathan, uh, geez, Wench. It's uh, Y-E-N-T-C-H. He really got me into truck camping because he's had like 20 different rigs. Um, and it's just so crazy to see the stuff that he does in different rigs. Yep. Like he adapts to every single one and it's so badass. How the fuck do I see who I'm subscribed? I'm literally a YouTuber. And I don't even know how to use this fucking app. I know it's, it's insane. So embarrassing guys. Um, <laughs> how do I go to who I'm subbed to? <laughs> this should be way easier. I uh, it's, it's crazy because like, I think the first, I think the first one that I had watched Oh, man, who was it? There's a I forget what her name is. There's a girl that oh, she I, has a forerunner. Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. Ah, oh, dude, I and wish she's I in could Colorado. Find... Yes, a lot. Who the? How do I see who I'm sub to? Why can't I? Um, uh, you're not um, settings. No, I'm gonna Google this. Hold on. Are you using the YouTube app? Yeah, is that bad? Should I go no, to no, YouTube no. Studio? No, no, no. The bottom, on the bottom, uh, on the uh, this little subscriptions. Yeah, but then how do I get to? Oh, <laughs> you all? motherfucker! Yeah. Here we are. We're learning. Yeah. Fucking learning. No big deal. Hey, dude. look at this! Look at this! 
1v1, cheap versus expensive, build your fishing kit <laughs> with Lojo. Yeah, that's That me, was a baby. good video. That was fun. That, that was, was a, a good video. I was, I was, yeah, I was very much so myself. Oh, this is not truck camping. My favorite YouTuber, um, period, is Xander Budwick, by the way. Feel free to look him up. Okay. I've heard that name come up before. You've said I've that talked before. to him a, a lot. He's, if I was straight, Xander, anyways. Oh, okay. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> There's this girl. Uh, damn, why can't these people have easy names? Eva Zubek. This girl right here, she's she put me onto vehicle camping. Oh, him really? and Jonathan. Um, she lives. She doesn't live in America, so she's like uh, different countries and like does the craziest shit. Another person is Hannah. Hannah Lee Duggan. Duggan. She does. Um, she did van camping. She put me on. There's like a lot of YouTubers, man. But those are definitely like up there. Jonathan yeah. and. Let's see who else. I watch a shit ton of random people. Drew Sims. Drew Sims is heavy up there. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Drew Sims does a. He did um, whatever that a Jeep. He lived out of his Jeep for like four years, and he's unbelievable. No perfect plan. Damn, I have no idea who that is. No. Yeah, that's oh, crazy. Oh, her 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 stuff is fantastic. Again, she's I'm... got a TRD off road and uh, and a, and an adorable dog. <laughs> yes, and, the dog, uh, dude. And they go on some, uh, some. They're they're kind of all over the place. I feel like it's mostly like it's almost hard to be a guy that lives out of your vehicle. This is our all girls that I'm finding. Nikki Delventhal is another one. Uh-huh. Uh huh. She lives out of her Prius. None of them are truck campers. I think I might be up there in like very few of the females. Oh, this guy deserves way more fucking views. Um, I think he's done with YouTube, though, which really sucks. But his name was Levi. Shout out him. I don't think he does it anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just a lot of random people. And I think to top it off, my last person that really got me into it was mm -hmm. Dual X. Um, he does restoration projects. He never oh, okay. really posted video. Like, he pay, people pay him to rebuild um, campers and stuff. Yep. And his, like, he's unbelievable with design and stuff. It was just a mixture of seeing everyone live out of their vehicles. I was like, shit, I have an eight-foot bed. That's eight feet of living, baby. And then I kind of just ran with it. Ran all the way to Florida and Alabama. <laughs> oh, that's what you got to do. It took me a year. It took me a year to go on my first ever big road trip, but I did it, and it was so much fun, man. So the, remember earlier today I mentioned to you there was a, a – a, 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 camping there was a creator that that got into stealth camping and kind of like really like went with it crazy mm. and he uh his name's ken domick and he's a canadian guy and uh the he, canadians do it best they they really i don't man i don't know i don't know what it is xander xander's from xander's canada, canada? Oh, oh yeah okay. man all right but so ken will like he'll do these stealth camps right here and he'll like <laughs> he's doing like this like the top video is just 11 days ago uh stealth camping in a brand new chick-fil-a and staying warm that's so funny and he's got like multiple rigs but what's what's crazy is like <sighs> I mean, this guy is. This is this is a creator that my wife and I stumbled on, um, at it during the pandemic when everything was shut down. We had nothing to do. So, and actually, I think it was when we had COVID. 
Oh, uh, dude, I'm like one of the only people that haven't. Knock on wood. Knock on wood, yeah. Uh, but I've dodged it. <laughs> we have, uh, so it was then, and we stumbled on, on him, and... Like, he would do these things where he's like, I ate, you know, at Bucky's for 24 straight hours mm-hmm. or, you know, and then what he'll do, it's like real touristy. Like, a lot of this stuff, he'll go to an area and, you know, he travels all over the U.S. And then, you know, obviously during the pandemic, like, that was very limiting. But what he would do is he would go and go to, like, a plaza where there were a bunch of restaurants. Yeah. And he would stay in there and go and eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah. And then that's when he got into stealth camping as he bought uh, a minivan. Mm-hmm. And it, the thing was just it was it was nuts. He calls it Rusty, and I thought my wife and I are very confused on this. We thought he was selling Rusty, yeah. And he, I think he bought like this really nice like Mercedes van. That oh the uh, something oh don't tell me Skimper van. Why is that? That's not it. Everyone gets. Do you know the what Mer- I'm talking? Yeah, about. I know exactly yeah. what you mean. Yeah, I everyone loves that. I want to say it was that. a Mercedes. I mean, it was like really done. And he was going out with his wife and stuff, and mm-hmm. like all kinds of shit. And uh, he loves to do this thing where he's like, because there's a guy again, uh, totally into his analytics. Almost every video where he's doing eating, he'll be like, "Oh, this is our last bite here, and it's going out to all of our li- all of our viewers that are watching at one a.m. in the morning." <laughs> we don't know why you do, but, but you do. You do it, <laughs> and yep. in reality, we know exactly what's going on at one a.m. <laughs> <laughs> We're not idiots. No, but I mean, it's just it's awesome, and like. You talk like diversity in the content. I've seen that guy do like gas station stuff, fast food stuff. Mm-hmm. I've seen him do the camping stuff, all kinds of different things. Bike riding. I've seen him do, he's gone fishing. Yep. He did some some trip. I forget where it was. He went to this one spot. Oh, man, I forget where it is. Uh, it's right in by his like home area. Like wherever he's from, it's nearby. Yep. But there's this small restaurant that's on the lake. And they've got little slips that you can just, you know, pull your boat into. I love that. And go right in. And they do fish and chips. Oof. But they give you the option of pickerel. Uh, fresh from the body of water? Well, I don't know. I'm not Has sure. To be. I'm like, how amazing would that be? Pickerel is actually pretty underrated. Uh, well, my father says all the time, he's like, he's like, one of the best eating fish he's ever had has been pike. Yeah, the backstrap meat. Yeah, that's the thing. It's they're so hard to like fillet. Yeah, it's like the backstrap you know? is like the best part, and I've never yep. successfully fucking filleted one. So count me out of that. I think you. It would almost be. I wonder. I'd have to wonder if maybe this might be a bit much. Mm. I don't know if some people could could do this. Mm. Hit me. You might be able to do this. I'm talented. Take your um your your pike. And then skin it and smoke the whole I've thing. I've always wanted to do that. I've always wanted to do because that. Because then you could just serve Over it. a fire. Yeah, smoke yeah. the whole thing. And then you can just flake off all the meat right off mm-hmm. the bones. That's, I did that with a bluegill once just to test yep. it. And I've heard cooking delicious. bluegills like phenomenal. Ho- whole is out of this world. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Top tier. 100% agreed with that. Uh, crappie is... Okay, I think perch and bluegill are better. I'm gonna get roasted mm-hmm. for that. I've never had walleye, so I can't. I'm not gonna put that in my. I've list. never had walleye either. I've never caught a fucking walleye. And I should so. say, I should say, we're recording this now. We were gonna record this no matter what. In fact, we're gonna record it in New York. We were gonna record it <laughs> like a good six hours away, almost eight hours away from where we are right now. But uh, unfortunately, it didn't pan out. But we're gonna make that shit happen. Oh fuck yeah, we are. We're getting out there. We're gonna make that shit happen. Oh yeah. Um. 
and that's I was like, man, I was like, obviously, I don't want to like you know take out a a record walleye if that's the case, but you know maybe a couple of the smallies. I would totally take. That was my goal. If we were going up there, I was going to do cook, a, right? a catch and cook yeah. for walleye because I'm sick and tired. Of everyone being, they're the best fish. I will, I well, will let you know. They are a perch. Like they're in the in family. That family. Yeah, yeah, they're in that family. So I know they can't be bad. Yeah, that, uh, they cannot be bad. A million people from Minnesota cannot be wrong. Exactly. You yeah, they, I, I agree. And then people that don't even live there will go there and try them for the first time and be like, oh my God. So you have grown up near the ocean your entire life. Have you ever had sea robin before? Uh, no, I haven't. I've heard they're really, really good though, they but are. I have like a weird soft spot for sea robins. It's like the same thing with bass. Gotcha. I don't know. Like when I was a kid, um, and I would catch them, I would call them like the flying fish. Yeah. Cause they got giant ass fins yeah, and dude, wings. And- so I'm like a simp for them. If I'm yep. being honest, I don't know if I, <laughs> a simp for the- yeah, dude, like they get me, they get me going when I catch them. Well, so <laughs> this summer when we were in, uh, in, uh, Connecticut and we took the kayaks out on the ocean, mm. uh, there was record numbers. Dude, of people fucking hate them. Sea robins. Oh yeah. Uh, dude, people will be like fucking spike it. And I'm like, no, but they're delicious as pizzas. I believe it. Yeah, they're I believe really it. Good. The ugliest fucking fish tastes the best. So scary. And they're ugly as shit, but they I really love are. them. Ugly with a good personality. It's yeah. all that fucking matters. <laughs> That's what matters. Yeah. This fish had a good personality. It's going on my pizza. Yeah, dude. It fucking flies. It was, oh God, it was so good. It was so good. Oh, that sounds great. We just fucking ate like I know. bitches too, and we're over here like, oh, food. What about different game? Mm. Like, where are you with other varieties of game like what's your favorite what's your not so favorite like are we talking like meat yeah meats like fish or uh no not fish okay yeah you you're talking like game meat yeah i'm talking mammals i love a good deer i you like venison yeah when i went down to texas i had venison and it was just fuck i'm big into pulled pork i think pulled pork is like the best thing ever created yeah like Hands down. I don't think they're the only meat I don't like. I might get some people mad, but I fucking hate pork chops. Uh, so the chops specifically? Yeah, that the, one cut of meat, yeah. I fucking hate it. I don't think there's any meat out there I don't like, though. Like, I seriously, besides that, I will eat anything. But pulled pork takes my heart. Um, I don't think I could ever personally hunt a deer myself. Yeah. But... Maybe one day. I don't know if I have the heart for that, yep. but I will fucking eat that shit up. So, <laughs> I uh, I know I'm asking this on behalf of Sean. So mm-hmm. understand that this comes from Sean. <laughs> okay, I'm throwing him under the bus. <laughs> Fuck you, Sean. One of the one of the most interesting and delicious uh, mammals that I have ever had, and it was in the form of a slider. Oh God was beaver you know who, who flair said that flair shit was said good. the same thing yeah yeah it, i've heard it's actually really good well see ah uh, i would do that i i would i mean i want to eat a turtle too i want to try to like snapping turtle soup shit oh yeah i've heard that <laughs> snapping turtle snapping dirt <laughs> snapping turtle. Sna- i was down in alabama for a little too long yeah so <laughs> um i love it <laughs> like i really want to try like i did that frog catch and cook that one time that oh, yeah. shit was literally chicken 
It oh, was yeah. Unfucking believable. Try frog legs. Please. Yeah. You won't regret it. You definitely won't won't regret it. I mean, even if even if you go and and order them, mm-hmm. you know, and somebody else makes them, but yeah, try them. Trust it's me. it's it's worth it. I, I'll try anything once. I'm I, I really don't mind. As long as it doesn't have dairy so I don't die. It's fine. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I was I was really impressed. The entire menu for that that trip was out of this world. And <laughs> it was fantastic. I love unique menus. I feel uh, like anywhere down south, you like look at a menu and you're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> oh yeah. Well, and like you know, people talk about crawfish. I I love crawfish. Oh my god, it's unbelievable. It's literally like lobster. When you separate the tail from the body, you got to suck the juice out of the body. I was roasted for not doing that. Oh my god, it's the most delicious thing in the world. I was roasted for that. Yeah, there's so mm. many people correcting my crawfishing skills, and I was like, "God damn it, guys! I I don't know what to tell you." This, was it the end of this summer, was it? Or was it last summer? I think it was end of last summer. Yeah, it wasn't this summer. It was the end of last summer. I had done trivia for a very short period of time Mm -hmm. at a place called Crazy Seafood. And Crazy Seafood did these like seafood seafood boils. boils I knew you were going to say that. Fucking unbelievable shit. Not every venue is amazing and and so gracious where they're just like, yeah, hey, you want to, you know, put an order in to take home tonight? And I'm like, yeah, that's absolutely that would be great. And they never charged me once. <laughs> and I would they would send me home with like two pounds of crawfish. Oh, uh, I fucking love seafood boil places. If you've <sighs> never gone somewhere and stuck your hand in a bag full of fucking seafood and steam, you're living your life wrong. It's the honest. corn and potatoes. <laughs> and the, what I liked about what they did is they had a variety. You're like you could choose your sauce. Yes, you know, yeah. They had like the garlic butter and, they, and what I would do. They had a couple that were spicy. Then they had what they called crazy and dry rubs pretty good too oh yeah i usually have to do that because of dairy though well they usually just with well, the crazy is everything they have they put it in the bag and i'm like yeah let's do it so there is i i thank god i didn't have take any pictures of this but there was one night where i had two dogs like drooling watching me with like this giant pile of crawfish <laughs> and corn on the cob and potatoes and sh- and I'm standing in my kitchen shirtless with like just all the sauce run it was I went up to after I was done I went and jumped in the shower. <laughs> Every and, time I eat a seafood boil I feel so fucking gross. I'm like, yeah, I'm going upstairs. My yep. wife is like she's like I can't believe I married you. <laughs> Dude, if you don't eat a seafood boil and have it half on your fucking face and clothing, are you yep. even eating it? No. I, 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 I don't I blame say that you, you're dude. Not. Get your money's worth. You didn't even pay for it, so get your free money's worth on that, that one, dude. That's what I'm saying. It's That's what it's all about, guys. Experiment a little bit more. Get out there. Try new happen. food. Try new people. <laughs> try to. I am all. <laughs> are we the only ones in this parking lot? Damn, dude, we got this whole shit to ourselves. I'm telling you, and it, it, there was that other van that was here a little while ago. They got spooked by us because we probably looked like fucking weirdos. They 100% got spooked oh, yeah, by dude. us. Oh, yeah, dude. 100%. Yeah. Um, but, hey, it is what it is, you know? I don't give a shit. Yeah. Oh, dude, can we please talk about my my cop experience? Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Okay, I've yeah. I've been this is, waiting this... for yeah. to tell this because- I have never in my life had a cop come up to me truck camping. Well, I mean, there was this one time, but it was really stupid. It wasn't anything crazy. But I was, like, in this area. I was in, like, northern Charleston, which can get a little bit sketchy. Yeah. 
and I was out all fucking day. I had no time to find a camping spot. I'm like going through my DMs and I was like, oh, I've been talking to this girl and I might meet mm-hmm. up with her because she's like a, a subscriber. Her name's Heather. She's like a mom. You know, she's just like a really nice person. And I was like, hey, like, I know you live over here. Do you know anywhere I can sleep? She's a mom. So her first instinct is like, come over. Oh, my God. Like, you can sleep in my driveway or or, or I can go to my pastor um, at the church and see if you can sleep there. Like, she's like mom mode kicked in trying to find me a spot. And she was like, oh, you can sleep my at the church. I just talked to my pastor. And I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah. Sleeping at a church, that's, you know, a little holy. I like it. <laughs> I'm into it. So I, like, pull up kind of late. I think I got there at, like, 9 o'clock. And I hate showing up to a new camping spot in the dark and, like, not yeah, seeing it in yeah. daylight. That That's one thing I don't enjoy. But it's fine. I trusted her. And she even told me, she was like, just be careful. Uh, cops love to hang out there. So, like, there's a good chance a cop's going to come up to you, but you have permission from the pastor. So, like, don't sweat it. I was like, cool. Content's content. I love it. Sure. I, like... It was one of those nights where I took NyQuil because I was getting a stuffy nose. And when I take NyQuil, I'm usually fucking out, dude. Oh, yeah. And, like, I was, I woke up drooling and I, from a guy knocking on my truck, like, going, like, hello? Hello? And I'm, like, hello? I'm, like, hi. In a dead-ass sleep. Yeah, dead fucking sleep. And I'm, like, hello? And he's, like, is anyone in there? He was, like, I was, like, yeah, it's just me. And he goes, all right, like. I think I need to like talk to you. Um, can you come out? I don't even know where you are. And I'm like, I'm in my bed of my truck and like I have it latched up with a fucking like oh, yeah. ratchet strap and shit. It's take I cut my finger open trying to open it up. I'm like sitting there for like fucking five minutes trying to open it and he's like, uh it's okay. And he's totally thinking you're like looking to flush some drugs Dude, or something. Yeah, shit. he probably thinks I'm fucking crazy. I'm over there, like all you can hear is me like banging around inside, like grabbing my camera, trying to prop it up, and I'm like fucking fucking smashing shit, like trying to like get everything situated. I'm like, this is fucking content, this is so cool. Like I have to record this shit and I open up my truck bed after like two minutes of basically shitting my pants I just shit my pants a lot huh and he's like not even old he's pretty young and he's just so fucking cool for off the bat yep he's like hey this is private property um you know and I'm yeah. like oh I have permission from the pastor and he was like oh perfect okay no all right well you know if something goes down here i work here in this parking lot like i I stay here overnight a lot and like look for you know things whatever like that's kind of like his scouting spot yeah and he's like um you know there's like some like gang related stuff going on across the street and like once a month there's a shootout (laughs) (laughs) you didn't mention that wow yeah i try yeah and i'm like (laughs) And, like, I, I'm, you can hear him say something about a shooting, but, like, my camera wasn't propped up good enough, so hopefully people heard it in the video. I could kind of hear him say it in the edit. Yep. But he was, like, something shooting. You kind of hear him say it, and he was just like, yeah, so, like, be careful, whatever. And he, like, takes my ID, takes my phone number to make sure, like, I'm okay. And he was like, I'm going to stay here all, all night, so, like, you know, I'll be here if anything happens. I'm just going to be right in, the, like, couple whatever over. And, like, we, it's, like, fucking... Yep. 28 degrees 2 30 a.m yep i'm just, just talking to this guy i think we ended up talking for like 45 minutes just fucking whatever going off about youtube and stuff it was just like the coolest copics it's exactly how you want it to go yeah. when getting caught tr- not caught but being disturbed while truck camping yeah and it was oh, my first yeah. ever like cop experience a dude was so fucking cool he i gave him my youtube and stuff like it was the best experience, but it was just like the the knock and the 
hello like is anyone in there that i'll never get over dude oh yeah it was so fucking priceless he was shitting his there's no doubt he was shitting his pants just seeing a fucking girl pop out in the bed of the truck like <laughs> she's like he's he was like do you have a heater like are, are, you're, are you gonna be okay uh, yeah and i'm like no i have a sleeping bag like you're like I, i'm a new englander yeah dude he was scared <laughs> I scared him, if anything. Yeah, oh, I bet. But it I was bet. it was so funny. What about now? While we're actually, this is this is wild. So I've seen a handful of these videos, um, where and it's like you you said, like truck camping. There's a lot of women that truck camp. I never realized that till this conversation. If yeah, I'm being I honest, mean, I mean, I, I mean, I never really you know put two two together either. Like yeah. I just yeah, there really is. But I will say I have seen multiple videos uh, where it's been. Somebody has approached one of these creators mm. in their truck in a situation, and like one of them I saw recently. I forget, man, I forget the name of it. It was just one of these things that I had seen. I actually may have had it on, and then it was just like YouTube was like, "Oh, you're watching Trump camp Auto play, well, and it just yeah. lets it lets it go. Um, I may have come in and seen this, uh, and, and I think I went back and I started it again. But basically, this this girl was. She was camping in her setup. I think she's got a van. And she was uh, out. Uh, I, th- I want to say she was, like, on a campsite. It, and she got all her oven stuff taken and stuff? No, no, oh, no, no. Okay. Nothing like wrong that. Wrong girl. Wrong but, girl. So, so somebody had come by on, like, I think a golf cart or, like, a side-by-side or something. Mm. And it rolled up and was just like, yeah, you know, just want to make sure you're okay. You don't need anything, right? You need water because she was in the desert. Mm, He's like, you need yeah. water, you need this, you need anything, blah, blah, blah. There's some people over here that have been watching you, by the way. There's some people up here that have oh, been watching you. Creepy. And it's a little creepy. I'm going to go over there and find out what's up. So he, like, injected himself in the situation hmm. and then came back and was just, I forget exactly what he said, but it was enough to get her rattled. And she was like... As soon as he drove away, she was just like, uh-huh, all right. Just, like, leave me alone. Leave Dude, me alone. you got to send me Get that video. I, I, I will. That's uh, so interesting. Like, I'll have to I don't think, be, like, I posted one truck camping video. It was my first ever one to pop off and get views. It was uh, truck camping in, like, 65-mile-per-hour winds. Yeah. And it was that random guy that, like, came up to me and was, like, offering me stuff and, like, kept coming up to me and talking to me. It was weird. And I wish people understood, like, yeah, yeah I want to be your friend, but I'm... This is my spot for the night. I am a female by myself. You're basically walking into what's the equivalent of my house. Yeah, and it's like, read the room a little bit better. Um, If you want to talk in the morning, fine, because I'm never going to fucking camp here again. Yeah, But talk to me tomorrow if you want, but I... You're being a little, uh, little much. Have a little you, much. Have you gotten out there and camped in areas where, like, when we came, when I pulled in, you know, while we were we were cooking dinner, there were, uh, there was that van that was over here. Yeah. Have you camped in a situation where there have been other people camping there, and is there a sense of community between? Uh, like, I I'm gonna say it's a me problem. I get so nervous because I know how I feel when people approach me. Yeah. And you can tell. I think that's common, too. Yeah. Like, you can tell, like, you know, I slept one night in a Cracker Barrel parking lot, and there Mm -hmm. was about seven other campers that night. Yep. And I wanted to so bad start a conversation with this this one couple. They were so cute, setting everything up, and I so fucking badly wanted to say hi. So I'm going to have to say it's a me thing, and I haven't yet made the move yet, but Mm -hmm. I that you can tell, like, they're... We're all in the same spot. Everyone's just minding their own business. Type I just, of thing. I just remember that video where the creepy guy kept coming up to your car. It's fucking weird, man. That was fucking weird. Yeah, I was like, oh my god. 
I wasn't even going to put that in. That's so funny. And no. then that was like the reason why the video did good because everyone was like, fuck that guy. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, dang. It's, okay. it's crazy, man. Because it's like, it's one of those things. You're, And I've heard from other creators before them use the line like, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Somebody's going to go and knock on your window and say, you know. And I get it. If you're parked in like, I, especially like, I find that there is a, you have stealth campers. Right. Yes. Then you have overlanders. Yes. Right. And then I feel like I'm trying to create my own niche, which is like the not so stealth camper. I mean, dude, if you're like not, if you make it known that you're camping, it's either like a, you could, no one's, no one's going to touch you because they know you're in They there. know you're camping. Or yeah. the situation they're going to be like, oh. I mean, it, it just depends. Like, we're in Cape Cod, and people are going to know we're camping because the grill's outside, yep. but it's a very low-crime area. Yeah, exactly. The homeless rate is n- pretty much nothing in the area that we're in, uh, at least this part of the Cape. So you have a good chance of people just looking at yourself and being like, oh, shit, okay. But it's it's it depends. Like, when I was on my road trip down south, yep. I would type in the town I'm in, like, Newville. I'd be like, uh... Not Newville, I don't, Newsville. I don't know. There's just like random towns I would type in as that I'm in, and I'd be like, okay, what's the crime right here? Because yep. <laughs> I want to camp here. You want to make sure, yeah. And like I that I would do that all the time, and depending on the crime rate, I'm either in or I'm out. And that was how I chose 90% of my campsites was the crime rate. Fuck everyone's advice. Yep. I don't care if it looks good. I'm not from here, so do your crime rate research, folks. Do you feel that? In order to camp using a vehicle, you have to have a specific vehicle? No, I don't think so. I mean, I've seen, there's this one guy in the UK, his name is Just Alex on um, YouTube, and he was a carp fisherman with his brother, his twin brother, they had Mm -hmm. a, or maybe it wasn't his twin. No, maybe it is. I don't know. His brother, they look fucking identical, but yep. they uh, they car fish forever. Then he finally made a YouTube video and he was like, we're not filming together anymore. I'm going to start my own journey. And he lived out of his microscopic car. And this guy's like six foot something, like micro, micro mm-hmm. car. And he fucking made it work. It does not matter the vehicle you have. I promise you there's a fucking yeah. way to sleep in it. Yeah. So I think realistically, convenience wise, I mean, it's gonna suck space for most cars, but you can you can make anything work one hundred percent. I bring that up because I recently had seen uh, a, a friend of the show who had posted something saying, you know, um, looking to get out of town, you mm-hmm. know, looking to do such and such, and then there was uh, something that was posted where it's like, you know, I went and I bought this SUV with the sole intention of truck camping. Mm-hmm. And I brought too too small of an SUV. No, in order not to a go. thing. And you know, I mean, I do feel like there's certain things like, you know, obviously, I think you can make anything work. One hundred percent. I think it's person. It's if you will make it work. Yeah, that's the difference. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, for sure. You're, or, you're right. Like with what I'm using right now, like I mean, for my size and. And everything this this I can sleep in it. It's great, you know. Mm-hmm. It'll it'll do the job. Um, are there things like like one of the things a lot of the forerunner truck campers do is they take out these front seats. Yeah, they leave the backs up, but mm-hmm. by taking out the bottom that folds up, you give yourself like another six or eight inches or whatever that's in between there. Yeah. And a lot of people use that for storage. Luckily, I'm short enough where I can just leave them in there and I sleep kind of diagonally and I'm good to go. Oh yeah. But I will say this, like I. 
there's certain allowances. Like I have to be able to make this a functional daily drive. Yeah. Well, when you, you know, I don't think people understand is like yeah. when you move into your car, it's not as glorified as people make it seem. And you do not like, you're not going to have not even 50% of the shit yeah. you have at your house. You're going to have maybe 10%. Like you have to minimize everything like that routine that you do every day yep. and everything. It's completely different. So like, People will end up getting a vehicle and, and then they're upset because it's not big enough. But at the end of the day, it's really like on you. Like you, you can make any vehicle work. It's and I get it. If you have the fucking gonna, money and yeah. you want the biggest of the biggest, dude, go for it mm -hmm. for sure. But I think it's fun having, yeah. um, being a min minimalist and like having yep. the bare minimum. It's, it's way more fun for me. I agree. I agree. And I think that that's, it does take a little bit more creativity. You know, like, oh, I think yeah. you got to think like, okay, so I got to store all this stuff. Well, if I'm sleeping back there, how am I going to do this? And blah, 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 blah. So it it's takes like, a while. Maybe you figure, okay, so maybe roof racks are the way to go. Maybe yep. we'll store stuff there or maybe we'll do this. Or, you know, maybe I can't go and camp with, uh, you know, like my pets. Yeah. And, which sucks. But that's the thing is like, I, I, if you want a car camp, yeah. that's fine. You can camp out of your car, but people get these like, small cars and they're great to camp in mm -hmm. or they get like vans are great to camp in yep. i got my truck and i'm happy i have my truck because i can go off-roading into yeah. so many places most people can't get to yeah sure it's not the most ideal vehicle to no. camp in yeah but i can get to 50 more places than you can and uh, that's the thing too like let's let's be honest like having a pickup truck um the the one nice thing about doing that is that it's a blank canvas yeah like your rig when I compare like your rig and like Quaddy's rig, mm -hmm. those are you know you've got you, you we were just talking about you were able to get multiple people comfortable to hang out in your rig yeah and do your thing where Quaddy's got his and Mav is like this too where he's kind of got like an aisle down the middle sleeping quarters on one side and then yeah. you know cooking and storage on the other and it's all about what works for you I think I I agree I think you know? I I get so many comments of like oh your rig's not ideal you you don't even have space and it's cluttered and it's like okay some valid points but it works for me and I love it, it because I can job. sleep me yep. my significant other and my dog Name awesome. name another setup you can do that with. There's yeah. like maybe one other and that's it. So I have zero complaints yeah. as much as some people don't think it's like ethical. I think it's it's very functional and oh, I love yeah. it. And I think ultimately if if so if you're listening to this right now and you're like, I would kinda like to try this. Do it. Like do try it out. Do it. Whatever vehicle it is you have, like it's the planning you have to do is just like, okay, so what do I have to do in the vehicle? Well, I have to sleep and I have to move my shit. Mm -hmm. So figure out a way to make it work. You know, um, something that that you can do that will that will work. And I mean, you know, there are people who will truck camp and they don't cook. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like they're like, yeah, when I'm going, I'm at the mercy of where I am. Yep. You know, and they're like, so I'm gonna go and I'm gonna eat this. Okay, cool. You know, it's like it, it's all about what what's what's gonna work for you. I love cooking. Yeah, oh, I me used. Too. I mean, that's just like a new. You're thing gonna see that how much to. I like cooking tomorrow. I'm so excited, dude. This He's gonna so chef it up for me. I'm gonna and yeah. fucking make a bomb breakfast, well, which, yeah. which is good because we only had pasta. <laughs> it'll be it'll be it'll be nice. It'll be really 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 nice. I'm a breakfast person, so I'm I'm so excited for that. I'm stoked. It's mm -hmm. gonna be awesome. 
Oh, my goodness. Well, we should probably wrap this up. Yeah, sorry if we, like, talked your ear off. No, I think this is awesome, Becca. This is my third time on the pod. This is your third time on the podcast. Are you the guest we've had back the most? Oh, shit. That means I have to come back to make it for sure, for sure. Make it for sure, for sure. Yeah. yeah, We could definitely make that happen. Well, I have another trip brewing in my brain right now. What are you thinking? Dude, I... Ah, I won't give away the video ideas, but I want to go west. I love the idea of going west. Yeah, I did the whole entire east coast. I'm done. I I knocked out the whole east coast. I'm ready to go west. And I got to tell you, you know what's on my wish list? Mm. Wisconsin. Yes. Yes. Uh, Iowa. Okay. I just want to go fishing with Debo and Randizzle. I don't blame you. Yeah. I mean, that's that's ultimately, that's what, so all the entire state of Iowa, that's what you have to offer me. (laughs) Like, that's that's it. Do fucking better. That's, that's, that's enough. No, I'm I'm, I'm totally content with that. I have this OG sub and his name's Chris and he was like one of my first ever like hundred fucking subs and he's from Kentucky and he like went through some shit recently and I haven't heard from him in like a couple months. I know he's, he's okay. He's all right. But like, he's just like. You know, financial issues or whatever. And I mm-hmm. want to go out west and, like, just fucking pop off and meet him so bad. So he's, he's a low-key of motivation for that. I don't even think he knows I'm... <laughs> I still think about him. But, like, that's how much I, I appreciate him for being one of the OGs. I want to go see him. And, like, going out west, the route that I'm thinking, I would yep. go pretty much right through where he lives. So... I think that'd be so sick. That's an awesome idea. Yeah, that'd be so cool. One of my OG OGs, first 100 subs. Freaking Kentucky. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. He has some cool spots too. I fish. would love someday, just because I know Minnesota is just like the playground of Goated. freshwater fishing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's awesome. Fuck maybe it, let's a, go to Canada. Maybe do a. I'd be down for that. I fucking. I gotta get my passport again, but yeah, I'm let's, down. Let's do it. Let me know because I want to go so bad. Niagara Falls, Canada side. It's beautiful. I've heard. I've yeah, been. we've 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 been. It's not so beautiful on the U.S. side. I've heard. The the fishing's good. I I bet. I yeah, bet. I've heard. I've heard that it's decent. Yeah, I want to go up there. We should. Everyone spam him. Tell him to go to Canada. Canada yeah. send. We'll, we'll we'll put Canada together. That'd I'm be so fucking down. Great man. I know. I want to go back so bad. My wife and Canada. I went to Montreal on our honeymoon. Oh, that's sick. It was great. Our hotel caught fire. Okay, well... Yeah, that not sick. Okay. Not sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It was crazy Bump because... in the road. Yeah. We we had gone out. We were, like, out shopping or something like that, and we were coming back, and we were going to go to the hotel and take a nap and go to dinner, which is probably one of my favorite restaurants in the world. It was out of this world. And I... We as we get closer to the hotel, we're like, wow, there's an awful lot of like fire trucks and ambulances. <laughs> What's going on here? And we're like, oh, it's our hotel. It's burning to the ground. Okay, sick, dude. So we went to a cafe and we just had a few beers and hung out and like, but we're driving around trying to figure it out. And all the radio stations that we were finding like news on mm. were in French. <laughs> oh God, dude! I tripped the fuck out when I crossed the border. I saw mile—it uh, wasn't mile per hours, but it said seventy for the speed limit. It and was we're kilometers. In, yeah. yeah. And I was like, I, I looked That's at Riley, nothing. and I was like, "What the fuck, dude?" And he was like, "No, like cut that shit in half." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> my bad." <laughs> it's a little numbers. Yeah, it's it, a little numbers. Uh, okay. We're like we're the only weird people that do fucking different <laughs> shit. It's fine, totally fine. It's it, it's crazy, but yeah, it is. It's it's nuts. It's like you go anywhere in Montreal, and you're like, yeah, I'll take a cup of coffee. The first, and they're so happy. They're bonjour. 
and they're like oh it's zero degrees out and i'm like holy shit that's cold and they're like i'm like oh no they mean like 34 it's freezing. Yeah. yeah it's the freezing it. point got it my bad that's how uh, it fucking should be but it's fine <laughs> whatever it's ridiculous man freaking bananas yeah. yeah yeah we'll make canada happen it'll be good and then we'll all we'll come back fourth time fourth time bb fifth time sixth time you yeah. name it it'll be good i like it if you guys if you guys like this keep in mind if we didn't have the wind situation where we were and we were able to we would be recording this around a campfire oh 1000 percent. absolutely like yes. that is that is the bobby roast beef dream <laughs> to record that content right around a campfire and just make it nice and smooth and it'll be awesome what about an ice fishing hut that'd be sick i so i was it was it last year i think it was last year i had gone ice fishing once last year mm. and and it was it was fun i mean nelson knows that nelson is like the guru for like so much of of this and like just dude is just awesome yep so he had organized a, a handful of outings where it was a big group of people meeting up and it was just you know ice huts and grills i think i end up seeing those pictures uh, the whole so group, good. everyone was, going out. Oh, it was great. Yeah, you guys invited me for one of them. And I forgot why I didn't go. We were just, it was just one of those things. It was like a random Sunday, and we had a blast. But it's just like, I said to, I said to Sean, I was like, man, I would love to connect with somebody who has a rental on a Dude, lake. Dude, I know. And so bad. Like, I would, I mean, I and I told Sean, I was like, obviously, I'm not asking for a handout. No. I just want the reservation. It's like, so hard to get it's one. So it's so freaking hard. hard. Oh. Like, if I could nail that down, I'm like, could you imagine, like, sitting there, like, with tip-ups and just, like, jigging and recording? It's That could be absolutely It would be magical. so fun. We'd magical. be talking shit and just hook up on a fish. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. That, that sounds juicy, awesome. dude. I'd be so into it. We got plans, folks. We got, we got plans. Shit in the works. There's shit in the works, guys. <laughs> Hell yeah. Anyway, Becca, thank you so much for being part of this show. We appreciate you. We're, Hell yeah. We're, we're huge supporters of what you're doing, and uh, we want to see you just take it to whatever whatever level you want to take it to and, and live your best life. So I'm trying out here. I if, love it. If you guys want to support, code Becca, GuggenSquad.com. Yeah, if you're, buy, <laughs> if you're buying Guggen Bates, go to Guggen. No, please. Please. Yeah, please. and use code Becca. It supports my gas fund. Yeah. And that's, please, just please. I, please. 100%, guys. Yes, please. All right. Uh, so we'll wrap this sucker up and we will see you guys next time. Peace. All right, guys. That interview was so fun to record. It was so, so much fun. I'm so glad that uh, that uh, we were able to make that happen. It was freaking awesome. Uh, but now things are going to take a bit of a turn. A little, little bit of a turn here because we have, well, we got ourselves a little role reversal for you guys now most of you know that i host trivia and game shows uh as part of my business professionally and and, and sean has on occasion uh, graced my events with his uh wealth of knowledge and now uh the quiz master is about to become the punter why don't you welcome Wealth of knowledge or my particular brand of bullshit? A particular <laughs> brand, I would say. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and start this off because I feel like it's warranted. Oh, there you go. I was going to ask for some sort of trivia music. You got that? Um, all right. So this trivia is not multiple choice. Okay. okay let, me, let me be clear on this. Um, there are... Oh, you know what? That's a lie. 
There are... There is one question that's multiple choice. There's also another question that has a hint to it. And both my wife and I agreed that the hint was lame. So fucking lame. But I'll give it to you anyways. Now, okay. My wife presented me with this quiz this morning. All right. 13 questions. I got four dead on. And I felt that a fifth question, I was close enough that I should have been given credit. So, That's Bobby, right. here's what we're going to do. If you get close enough like I did, yep. I will give you credit because what? my wife was harsh on me. She was harsh. I'm going to be nice to you. I'm okay. A good, I'm a good work spouse. All right. We'll do this. All right. Okay. Are you ready? I'm I'm as prepared as one could be. All right. Trivia master. Here we go. What was the first Christmas movie ever made? The first Christmas movie ever made? I'm going to say Miracle on 34th Street. No. No? Okay. So I, I, yeah, I didn't even guess. I'm like, I have no fucking idea. The answer is a Santa Claus made in 1898. Holy shit. Okay. All right. I would have given you five bonus points if you said the year. <laughs> All right. Question number two. What modern country was the original St. Nicholas from? What modern day country? Yep. That <sighs> might even be a hint in itself. I didn't think about that. But. Yeah. I, I, I want to say Austria. All right. So you and I were on the same. We're thinking Bavaria, right? Yeah. I said Germany. Yeah. We are, we are both wrong. Is, is it Belgium? Turkey. Oh, Turkey. Oh. Really? No. Okay. I should also make mention, I have not verified any of these fucking questions. Yeah, exactly. They Rob. could not be. Rob says Norway. Rob, welcome to the club. We're all stupid. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. Although Turkey's in Asia. So. Question number four. Which country created eggnog? Which country created eggnog? I mean, it's it. I so to me, it feels very English. It really does. It does you are correct? Sir. It is England, huh? England. You no know, shit. My, my wife would not give me credit. What'd you say? It felt, it felt very Scottish to me. Oh, I don't know why. yeah, I could see my, that, you know, I, I think my wife would have given me partial credit if I said United Kingdom, but no, UK, I said Scotland yeah. and she said, fuck you <laughs> and laughed at it. It's just tricky, man, about that whole group. You know, you could be like, oh, I don't know, is, is it Wales? You know? <laughs> yep. So that is one. Okay. okay. You have one. I got one. You're, you're right now. I was over four at this point. You're one for four. You're, you're doing good here. You're, you're ahead of me. All right. How there's two answers on this is bizarre. I got yep. this one wrong anyways, but how many characters did Tom Hanks play in the movie The Polar Express? Wasn't it all of them? Yeah, but I, there's a number. Oh man. It was something ridiculous. Ah. 20 Incorrect. I was also incorrect. I guessed three because I saw the Polar Express once and had mm -hmm. no idea. The answer is this to six or in parentheses or seven. I have no idea what that means. Oh, really? Chrissy guessed, Chrissy guessed three, too. And Rob, and Rob guessed three. We're all stupid again. Well, Chrissy, welcome to our club. <laughs> See, I, I feel like I feel like it's pretty common that he's he did a shit ton on that movie as far as character voices and stuff. 
Yep. Yep. But who knows? Yeah. So, so Chrissy, welcome to the Stupid Club. And Rob, thanks for renewing your membership. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. I'm the founder. All right. So you are right now one for five. Okay. This one, this one was my first one I got right. I feel it's a softball. Okay. Right? In the song Winter Wonderland, what do we call the snowman? <sighs> Parson Brown. Two right, Bobby Roast Beef. All right, good for you. This one's another. This one's another softball. I feel, and and my son yelled it out before I could get it right, but my wife gave me credit on this. Oh, okay. What traditional Christmas decoration is actually a parasitic plant? Mistletoe. Very good. Yeah. Three in a row. I was. I, I always get that one confused, and I want to say Holly, but that's also my wife's name, and I'm afraid of getting like stabbed in my sleep. So, <laughs> did you see what Rob just gave us? This gem. <laughs> Rob has a comment. Stupid club. Fuck the world. <laughs> I think he means for the win. For the win. Nope. FTW's fuck the world in my book. <laughs> okay, fair. Fair. <laughs> See, Rob agreed with me. It's Fair enough. For the win. Stupid club, <laughs> fuck the world. <laughs> that sounds like a good fucking trivia team name. Yep. And this this next question is what inspired me to bring this on the show. Okay. Okay. Because we we discussed this either last week or the week before. So if you get this one wrong, I'm st- stupid club, fuck the world. I know. All right. What? Is Ralphie's little brother's name in the movie A Christmas Story? Randy. Very good. Yes, fucking A. All right. <laughs> oh my God, I didn't even think of this. Jesus. Oh, this is. I just looked ahead at a couple more questions. The bitter, bitter irony of today on Jigs and Bakes. Oh, okay. All right. Question number nine. This one I did not get right. In which country is KFC a popular Christmas meal? That's Kentucky Fried Chicken. Japan. Very good. Yeah, That's yeah it's Japan. Very good. Yeah, so that, again, tying in with Jigs and Bigs, chicken question. Totally, man. Fucking chicken question all day. All right, this one Fucking chicken. had the bullshit clue to the point where where I, I'm going to read you the clue, and fucking this went so far over my head. Okay. What is the name of George Bailey's guardian angel in It's a Wonderful Life? Oh, shit. So I never seen the movie, and I got the clue, and I was literally staring into headlights at the clue when my wife played it. Ah, do you? What is the clue? It was a fucking rap song. The oh, the clue is hint. His parents have a real good marriage. Fuck, I don't know. Clarence. Clarence. In this okay. rap song, Clarence's parents have a real good marriage. But dude, this this rap song was extremely vulgar, and and then that was one line. In it. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it, it just whatever. Okay. Was, you know what? It was an Eminem song. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Or no, no, not an Eminem song. I'm sorry. It was it was part of Eight Mile during the rap battle. Oh, all right, okay. Part of Eight Mile. All right, okay. His parents so have a really I, I, good again, marriage. not something I. would I'm not saying I'd come across, but it was in the rap battle where he was ripping on somebody. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So, fuck Clarence. All right. This one's great. And I 
I fucking blew this one out. I, I was I was blown away at the answer to this. All right. Mm-hmm. What is the highest grossing Christmas movie of all time? I'll even give you a hint. I'll tell you what I guessed. Yeah, what'd you guess? I guessed. Uh, I either what did I guess? I think I guessed the Christmas Story or National Lampoon's. One of the two. See, I want to say Home Alone because that movie made a lot of money. Yeah, this is this one's a curveball. You want to say Home Alone? Is that your final answer? Why don't you guess again? This is fucking stupid. This is gonna blow you off your tits. Like, are we talking theater money? I just read the question. I don't know. It's just the highest grossing Christmas movie of all time. The highest. I don't grossing. know if that means. Yeah, I, I'd love to say that, that that just means theater money. Rob, stupid club, fuck the world. He guessed Home Alone. I mean, I know Home Alone made a shit ton of money. Um, I'll even give you a hint. It's recent. Oh, it is recent, huh? Which is even more mind blowing. Yeah. Mm. God. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I would say. I don't know. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. Elf. No, you know what? That's what I guessed. I'm sorry. That is what I. That guessed. is what you guessed. Yeah. I misled you, but it doesn't matter. We went through five movies and none of it. Yeah. Jim carries the Grinch from 2018. Oh yeah, how the Grinch stole Christmas? Okay, I could that believe was 2018. that. Yeah, that was 2018, right? Uh, it was around there. Or was it earlier? Was that the Jim Carrey one? It just uh, says the Grinch of 2018. So whatever Grinch movie came out, I'm guessing it's the Jim Carrey one. Uh, Grinch movie. I'm gonna look at look this shit up. Yeah, look it up. We got time. Yeah, there was one in 2018. There was also one in. Uh. No, that Grinch. Jim, it, that was it, Jim Carrey. One? It's not the Jim Carrey one. It's the one with Benedict Cumberbatch as the Grinch. So, so Doctor Strange the is the fucking yeah. Wow. Oh my god. Yeah, that's what this answer is. Now, I again, I have not verified these answers. They yeah. seem right. What the fuck do I know? Oh yeah, absolutely. Sure. All right. So how did I do? You got two more. Oh, I got two more. Hit me with some funny you got shit. Five. You've already. You've already. You've already dealt. You've already beat me. I'm. We're good. Which band sang Last Christmas? Wham. Song title. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so appropriate. That's what I saw. I'm like, I didn't even think about that. Just appropriate with this episode. <laughs> dun, dun, Folks, dun, 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 dun. We do shit. Sometimes we're geniuses and sometimes we're accidental geniuses. Yeah. Today is one of those cases. Just falls in our laps. Yep. In which U.S. state, for the final question, yep. which U.S. state can you find a town? Canada. Called Christmas. The oh, this is multiple choice. Your choices are California, mm-hmm. Florida, Arizona, or Vermont. Let's see. I want to say Florida. Is that your final answer? Mm. See, because I, initially I was thinking Texas. Which is not that's not an option. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, with California then. Hold on. 
Rob Drummond also heard the choices and answered Texas as well. I feel like, although Texas has some fucking funny town names, too. Yeah. You know? So what was it, California? I'm going to go with California on that one. I fooled you. You should have stuck with Florida. Oh, it was Florida. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, All right. I'll give you. I'll give you credit on that. You got yeah. seven. So you got seven out of third out of thirteen. You. That's not bad. Over, I, batting over five hundred. You're in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Hey. You know. I'll. I'll freaking take it. My God. So, that's a rough quiz, huh? That there's is a rough. Of falls, and then there's just some weird shit. And and a lot of those. Sadly, a lot of those questions I have had in various trivia questions over the last like eight years. <laughs> So yeah, right. it's just a matter of like being able to get that, and I'll I'll, I'll tell you, I think the uh, multiple choice was a must for that. In fact, I think a multiple choice for the the Christmas movies would have been a good one too. Like I can't believe that. Now, yeah, isn't it yeah. wild that the Grinch movie in 2018 like was one of the highest grossing Christmas movies of forever, and then fast forward like. Like just another year or two, and all of a sudden, like everybody's vilifying uh, Dr. Seuss yeah. about being a terrible human being, and shit like that. She and was. I'm like, isn't it fucking wild? Like crazy. Springfield's finest. What are you gonna <laughs> do, right? Oh, good lord! So there you go. How did that feel? You that were was, out of your comfort zone. That was that was interesting. That was that was very very interesting. That I I, I like that. I can't believe some of those. I, I I can't believe I fucking pulled out of my ass. That was fantastic. I'll send you this if you want. I'm sure you got Christmas stuff coming up for trivia. If you want, oh to use yeah, those, and you you can say you can start off with you motherfuckers should all be listening to Jigs and Bigs because we just went through this. Yeah, it's true. You know, it's true. It's very very true. I got to do a Christmas music round coming up soon too. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, Friday the 23rd. I'm gonna do a full Christmas quiz. Look. Can I help you out with that? We'll talk about it off air. I yeah. have an idea. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Let's do it. All right. I could definitely, definitely get into that. Friggin' A, man. I this was a pretty goddamn good show. A big show. There's a lot going on, a lot of moving parts with this show, guys. You have anything you want to add in here, Sean? No. As we wrap it up, I think this is freaking pretty great show right here, guys. Um, thanks to uh, everybody who came in to check this out. We got Todd Fishing the Six with us. Rob Drummond's been in here from the very beginning. Chrissy Fishing jumping in on here and Vidal as well. Uh, appreciate the jig heads. Remember, of course, if you guys want to become a jig head, you can do so. All you got to do is just go to jigsandbigs.com and there's a little button there that says join our Patreon. Click on that. You can become a jig head for five bucks a month and uh, it directly supports the show, helps do some really really great shit and uh, remember we have events that are coming up we'd love to see you guys there january 28th we're going to be at uh, the cheshire rod and gun club for an amazing little uh little little swap meet that they're having for all kinds of hunting and fishing gear uh and uh, of course the next month in february we'll be at the eastern states exposition for the springfield sportsman show uh, I think both of these events are going to see us recording some kind of content there. Of course, the multi-day event, we're going to have stuff going on all over the place. So I'm, I'm hoping that we'll have some guests pop in, record some stuff, and also probably talk to some vendors that are there as well that are selling amazing products and shit, too. We'd love to go ahead and do that. So thanks again to everybody that's been listening. Uh, we are on the uh, uptick for uh, followers over at Instagram. Knock on wood. That's finally starting to happen again. We feel great about that. And 
and we're just like we are, dare I say, a cunt hair away from a new uh, record of downloads. Uh, one that we're pretty pretty impressed with. So this is probably going to be the uh, the way that it goes, guys. We will see you next time for more Jigs and Bigs goodness. Remember, get out there, catch some fish. Let us know if you're catching them. Tag us in your photos. We'd love to know about it and talk up uh, some really, really good stuff. We'll see you guys next time. You guys have yourself a great one. And like we always say. I came here for two things. To suck some hard candy and suck some dicks. Just suits me fine.